listener, do you like scary movies? What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, Jay and Mike like scary movies, too. You should go and subscribe to their podcast. We watched a movie. Because if you don't, I'll gut you like a... Well, I think you get the idea. Enjoy yourselves while you still can. This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. It's not even good. But in the are. James and Giant fucking peach happens. Were you taking a poop, man? I never got a text from you. I, I, I called you twice. I swear, I do. I literally got nothing. But there was a giant rainstorm. That's what I was telling April. Maybe, I don't know. I got zero text message or no phone call. That's why I just sent you that text. Yeah, yeah. I texted you like three times. I called you twice. I got hater buttoned after two rings. Well, not hater buttoned, but whatever's going on with your phone. It, it kicked me out. Well, it's called, it's, yeah, it was the uh, storm. I didn't, yeah. I never, I didn't get jack shit. Yeah, it must be the storm. Took out our towers. Yes, it did. There's a solar storm a brewing. It's gonna get inside of you. It's just gonna do what it does. Yeah, yeah. I thought you maybe were taking a painful shit or something. No, I, I would have kept my phone on me, even when I was pooping. Yeah, that's true. You always have your phone when you're pooping. Not yeah. Sometimes I forget it, and then I got to read the back of Windex bottles or whatever's underneath the sink. I keep comics next to the toilet just in case. That I got to start doing that. I don't even care yeah. if it's like an old eighteen twenty seven newspaper. I'll read that shit, and then I'll come out yeah. talking about it. it's like we got to prepare for the oil rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll read the back of a shampoo bottle if I have to. I'm like, I didn't know there was zinc in this, dude. I'll tell you what, the Quiet Place Two was good shit. Yeah, no, I know, man. I liked it. I liked it. That was also that was also my first time back in the theater. I know. How was it? Did you like it? It wasn't bad. I, I, I figured there would be like less people, but there was like a whole group of like youngish looking kids, probably like teenagers or something. I was like, oh, they're going to go see Cruella. So it's great. And they're like, quiet place. Like, fuck. I was like, you better <laughs> sit as far fucking away from me as possible. They did, though. They have like the whole social distancing thing. But the theater I went to is like a small theater. So even then, but I mean, it was just them. And then there was like an older guy. It's always weird. It was like this dude looked like he came off of like an Orville Redenbacher popcorn box, and he was going in by himself to watch a horror movie. It's always weird to see those people. Like, when they're 70-plus years old, they go by themselves to watch a horror movie, but, you know, horrors have horror horrors have no age, but I guess horror fans have no age either. Because you think, like, if you're 70, 75 years old, you grew up with, like, the universal classic monsters, like, you know, like the, uh, the black and white versions. Yeah. So it wouldn't appeal to you to have a gory-ass... Or even like modern-day horror. Well, hey, it's like John Krasinski said. He said that like these days, the best way to get an original story in there and told is to do it through horror. Because horror is like one of the last bastions that actually does original stories. And they don't have to tie it to like a superhero IP to get a fucking movie made. Maybe that's yeah. why. Maybe that's why. The old people understand. Well, I mean, if we make it to 70, which I doubt, I'll probably make it to 45 and be flying. But if make it to 70, I guess because we grew up with horror, like Nightmare on Elm Street and shit like that, well, I'll still watch horror movies. So I guess it's, I don't know. Maybe that's oh, yeah. what it is. Man, I watched, uh, I went to see, I go to the movies by myself all the time. I love it. I went to see, did you go by yourself? No, April went with me. Oh, okay. Uh, I go by myself all the time. I love it. It's it's very peaceful and therapeutic. But this one time I went to see Hereditary by myself and there was a dude, they were pretty busy and and this dude was like one seat away from Did you me. hear all that, by the way? What? Those were all your text messages coming through at once. Oh, look at that. It's back. The system is back. But no, every single time, like when that chick's head got cut off on the pole, we were yeah. both like, oh, <laughs> we didn't mean to catch eye contact with each other. But it was like, <laughs> respect, we're both scared. Uh, yeah. 
But yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember watching uh, one of. The, I mean, I, I watched a few by myself, but I did remember watching one of the best therapeutic moments of my life was when I was going through the divorce with the horror master five thousand, and I went and seen uh, uh, X Men uh, uh, Origin Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. I went and saw that bitch three times in, in theater. That was perfect. That was some good therapeutic shits right there. Yeah, I would have seen that one by myself too because I remember I bought the uh, Butterfingers. I always. I was like, if Wolverine butter. can go through time in the seventies and his ass can get dragged under the water at the end of the movie, I can get through this. Don't worry about it. Be like Wolverine. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I had the same thing in my theater. There was a group of people in the back that during the previews would not shut the fuck up. And I thought, this is the worst. This is the worst movie. And I, I went with uh, MJ, my 11-year-old. Yeah. And I was like, this is the worst movie to have the talkers. And because A Quiet Place, as you remember, we can go ahead. We can start the show and just go ahead and do the review for it. Don't worry, guys. We'll keep it spoiler-free. But, yeah, dude, this movie, just like the other one, has elongated spaces Yeah, with... Just silence, obviously, because it's a quiet place. You got to be quiet or the monsters eat your f- fucking mouth off. But, um, yeah, dude, like every single thing, like MJ kept trying to eat her Reese pieces. And I was like, wait until the music comes back because it's too loud because it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've never like same thing with the first time I went to see the first one. Anything you do in that theater is amplified, and it's always during important scenes. That's I always, only annoying. I had thing to wait for it. any kind of like really loud part for me to cough because I was afraid someone would be like, "Get him the fuck out of here!" <laughs> COVID. Because I, well, I smoke, so I cough. I got, I got smokers cough, so I couldn't help it sometimes. And then I go, oh. like, and I look around, like I, I felt like people were gonna be like, "That shit's scarier than the fucking John Krasinski movie." You wait to see some woman go from her seat from behind you. <laughs> I feel like I go. <laughs> uh you gonna die no uh yeah but yeah i liked it a lot um there were some things that yeah the elongated parts of it were i think i think they could have cut out some shit but the best part about it for me was uh cillian murphy i, I love that fucking guy I, i'm glad that we got a sequel just to see him and his character flourish in this and on top of that i do know that john krasinski had said before because i was reading I, I read this uh review for it uh from this guy in the new yorker and this guy sounds like he's had a tampon up his nose for 35 years because he was shitting all over it but one of the main things he was saying is that there was no character development in this and that they just kind of left all that on the cutting room floor and that Krasinski should have originally stuck with his notion that it should have been a one-off only horror movie and that would have been it and I was like dude I don't even know what he was watching because I think that all over the place there was character development I just feel like it was dragged out in a lot of instances well, uh, from I, like, as far as like lulls in the in the action, or not even just the action, just the thriller part. I felt there was only one lull for me, but it was it did stand out because it was right after the opening sequence. The opening sequence, and this is they talked about this in the interviews that's in the trailers. The opening sequence takes you back to before the first a quiet place. So yeah. it's a, it's a it's a quiet place sandwich, and it shows like the normalcy. They're at a baseball game, and it shows what happens when these fucking things. I don't know if you can call them aliens or if if you if you call yeah. them monsters because they I did come. Aliens. It looks like from the sky but at the same time it shows you what it was like before all this which is is it's weirdly cathartic too because of what we all just went through and now things are starting to get back to normal it's really cathartic to see that in a movie and i think they did that on purpose but no the opening sequence is so badass and like so and a lot of it's in the trailer but the way that the, they do it it makes it still special in, in, in the in the theater when you're watching it but as soon as that first sequence ends they go right into the the current moment it's almost mm. like halloween halloween 2 they go right into it and it's so yeah quiet and now you have to be quiet and now there's a lot of walking in the woods and there's a lot of this and all of that and it really like i mean the movie starts with the dynamic up here and then it nosedives into like let's get back into shit so that like that sequence right there was kind of slow for me too but when it gets back going again uh, i i thought it flowed the rest of the way pretty well yeah i mean i i, I don't i think the original was better 
I mean, I do, but I, I still think this was it was good. I mean, it was a good movie for sure. Like, it was a good sequel. I didn't think there was a problem with it. I mean, as far as the, like I mentioned, the character development is there. Cillian Murphy, someone said it's it's a, it's a pronounced with a K. I don't know what you mean. Cillian. Cillian Murphy. That's I've always weird. called him Cillian, but I guess it's Cillian. Killian. That's what I said. But anyway, uh, yeah, I loved him in it. I thought he was great. And it made me real, like when you saw the prequel part with John Krasinski, it made me miss him, his, his uh, plaid shirt and his beard. Throughout most of the movie, yeah. I really did miss that guy. I wanted him yeah. in the fucking movie. He's but so either handsome. way, I got real strong vibes toward the end of this flick, though. Um, for, I mean, I, some of you guys might know what I'm talking about that have played the game, uh, The Last of Us. It was just fucking like The Last of Us. I mean, it really, I mean, even the way they were dressed and what they were doing, it reminded me of something like that. Like, because there's a part that happens where, uh, some things have to go down for for things to be fixed or at least temporarily fixed or whatever. And it's on this adventure kind of thing. I, yeah, dude, I got real strong vibes of, of uh, The Last of Us. And I wonder if uh, he, he watched that, if Krasinski had watched that before. Because I, 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 toward the end, really hardcore vibes. Yeah, I, the, dude, the way that he, I, you could see the jump he's made as a director from that movie to this one. I think mm. I, I might actually like this one better. Uh, I have to go back and rewatch that other one again. But for me, they're right there with each other. But no, the direction, you can see the shit that he's learned that in sequence and this yeah. doesn't give anything away but you guys know how in like superhero movies at the end of the superhero movie or old action movies would do this too at the end you got one you got the main character fighting the main bad guy and you've got sub characters fighting other people and the way that they'll go like they'll show some of this fight and then they'll go over to this fight while it's going on they yeah. do that in x-men movies a lot they do that with like three things happening at one time at the end of this but the way that they sequence like the someone will go to grab a gun and when they pick up the gun you'll be in the middle of the next scene where someone's got another weapon and the way he transitioned and the editing in this was fucking top notch man it was really I thought, good i thought i thought where he stood out the most i mean yeah the thriller elements were there and that was great and i think he did a great job with that but i feel like he's actually got a pretty good career if he ever wants to pursue that in action movies because the action sequences that happened in this were actually pretty well done now, i'm not talking about because there's not just the monsters floating around that are a danger anymore they, they actually introduced the world and open it up a bit more as there's other dangers rather than just the creatures from the black lagoon coming down and trying to swallow your wiener uh, they got like well i don't want to give it away too much but the scenes that happen with uh cillian murphy uh, like those like the music and then they does those moments with those actions that are overflowing with each other in another scene that really worked really i mean i, I don't know i could i could honestly see him doing a really badass action movie with like um stallone even i mean i think stallone could work with john krasinski really well and do something like old school 80s action or, yeah. or that new dude that I can't, I can never remember his name from Crank. Uh, Statham, Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. Yeah. yeah. Chef Chelios. Even though Jason, it's Chef weird. Chelios. They put Jason Statham up there with the Stallones and this and Arnie. No but way. the thing about him, though, is like, he's not, first off, he's not been around in long enough, I don't think. I mean, he might be close in age, but he's not, he doesn't have nearly what, you know, under the belt, those amazing action flicks. Like, yeah. Stallone and Arnie are legendary. <laughs> <laughs> you don't approach the temple. You may look from the outside and take pictures, yeah. Jason. Statham. I, I like Statham. He's a nice holdover, but he he wouldn't. He's nothing like those guys. But no, uh, it's and uh, there was a question there. I missed it. Uh, Bacon Junior. Great name, by the way. Bacon Junior is, is a fantastic name. Said, "Will there be a Quiet Place 3? Uh, mm -hmm. And I can answer this without giving any spoilers. There could or there could not be. And that's just. I, the I'll truth. just I, I'm only basing it off what Emily Blunt said. She literally came out and said this was a second movie in a trilogy. Well, there you go. So yeah, and like I said, you, you I saw when I saw the ending. A lot of people say it ends abruptly. I thought it ended on just the perfect point. I actually really liked where it ended. And even like yeah. the Rotten Tomatoes reviews we'll see in there's the only complaint that people have is that the movie feels like it's part 
a, it's a part of what would be a whole movie because they end it too quick. Yeah. I thought they nailed the ending. Like they just, they left you right off on that perfect piece. There wasn't for, for the story they were telling, they, they, they cut, they, they told you what happened. You know what I mean? Mm. They, they fixed the shit, but uh, I love where the story went. I really love how they kept John Krasinski's character alive in spirit and they didn't have to use flashbacks. Now, obviously they did the first scene where he was in the movie and he was great in that scene, by the way. Uh, and we'll have to talk more about that, but I like the way that they would speak about him when they would be like, you knew him, you knew what he would do. This is what he would do. So this is what we have to do. And the emotion mm-hmm. with which they delivered that because you're watching a family who just lost their dad. Uh, or their husband, and uh, this takes place right after it. So you're watching them going through the grieving process, but there's no time to sit around and cry. You know what I mean? Because these yeah. fucking things are still coming. And watch them navigate, that was cool. And I thought that they gave Emily Blunt... They could have easily just made this Cillian Murphy's movie and forgotten about one of the best parts about it because of his whole story. But what mm. she was dealing with, where they, they told, like... Sometimes these movies, sequels, they'll be like, okay, we're going to take heroes on their own journey. This person's going to go here. This person's going to go there. And, like, you lose the cohesiveness of it. They do that, but they still make it work. Like, I feel like every all three stories that were going on at once really work together well. Yeah. Uh, Iron Wolf was asking, yeah, the creature design didn't change. I mean, it's pretty much the same way the creatures looked in the first one. So that they didn't do any massive overhaul with that. It's not like they spawned. Maybe, but it's it's still overall the same design. And then somebody asked, JT asked if you could eat while watching this. Yeah, it's not like got any super gory, gross-out scenes. There are a couple of jump scares make your uh, pee-pee come out a little bit, mm-hmm. but not too much. I mean, I they did. There was one where the, I think they overused it, specifically the train scene. I, was, I rolled my eyes a, a couple of times. It was like, I don't mind jump like scares. They fu- I don't fucking like them because they mm-hmm. piss me off after they initially scare a poop out of me. Yeah. But if they're overused, I think it's lazy. And I just think it's a quick way to get a... Ooh, it did happen once, and I was like, all right, come on, man. Like, I mean, a fucking toolbox falling down, and it's a goddamn quiet movie. I get it, but I didn't <laughs> like that shit. So I got mad at it, and I kind of screamed at John Krasinski in my, my head. I'm like, dude, I'm rooting for you, and now I'm taking it back to some points. But yeah, um, yeah, dude, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, somebody just, uh, who I don't know, somebody asked about uh, how it stacks up in our opinions on other sequels that have come out before on horror. I think it stacks up pretty well. I think that... Um, I think that you could compare it to if you looked at even though they're, it's different, it's not a continuation necessarily of the same movie. But if you look at Nightmare on Elm Street one and Nightmare on Elm Street two, they're both powerful films. They both stack up really well to each other. I think Nightmare one is for a lot of people still the OG and people love that better. Nightmare two being a completely different movie in a lot of people's eyes, but still as good and it's considered a sequel. I feel like that's the same thing with this. I still think Nightmare on Elm Street one is better, but Nightmare two is really good as well. I think that in this case for me. A Quiet Place 1 is really good, and I agree with Krasinski in a lot of ways that if you'd stopped right there, you probably would have had forever legendary status on your hands, but you want to do the trilogy, yeah. possibly. That's fine. The sequel's not bad, though. They, And I'm glad they brought him back. If, if Krasinski hadn't been a part of it or hadn't wrote it or anything like that, I don't think I think you've got a problem, Then You're probably going to have those quick fucking Independence Day monsters that are going to cash in really quick. What well, feels like a continuation of the first film? Yeah, well, really that's what I mean. This one is like, different from that. Yeah, yeah, like it feels like it feels like literally you're in this exact same world. The colors are the same. Everything's the same. Not in a bad way though, because they do a good job telling a new story, and they have a new. You're still in the same world, but and they didn't like veer off of that or try to do anything crazy. But now they have a new. Because yeah. if you remember when Quiet Place ends, they figured out how to stop them. They figured out the sound thing. But they're still okay. We can kill them, but they're still around everywhere. And all we have is this little speaker and this her little ear thing, which, by the way, is the only fucking ear thing we have. 
and we can only stop them by stopping them and then shooting them. So like one by one, it's kind of hard to stop the whole invasion, especially when most people are dead. And yeah. this one, they take a step towards trying to stop the invasion and they don't get all the way there with the story, but they do enough to make it really interesting. I thought that, um, the opening sequence, going back to that really quick, what I really loved about John Krasinski the, in the short amount of time he was in the film was that he was scared. Like, he was scared shitless. When these things first attack and they're at the baseball game and some of the scenes you saw before, but when it's initially happening, you know that scene in World War Z uh, where Brad Pitt, is the best scene in the movie, I thought, when they just show up, Brad Pitt's in traffic with his family, and then yeah. it's just like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm not... I wasn't prepared for this. The news didn't tell us this was going to happen. I'm in the middle of traffic and zombies are fucking hoarding everywhere. And how do I get out of this exact moment? And that to me adds a, it adds a whole nother level of suspense because there was no preparing. We don't know anything about it. We're in fuck town party of one and the party is you, but watching Krasinski maneuver that he didn't try to Schwarzenegger it. You know what I mean? Like he was scared when he's trying to start the car. You could see, he looks like a dad who's, who's got his kid there and he's fucking freaking out because aliens yeah. are jumping around. I thought that was super intense and really well yeah, done they intermingled uh, action scenes and thriller elements with horror style seasons on top of it really well i think overall it's a solid film i gave it an 8.0 um and i yeah i mean if you if you liked a quiet place you'll like this one if you if you just like horror or thrillers in general you'll like it even if you didn't well you'll have to watch the first one i mean you got to go back and do your homework a little bit yeah. but you could still go in and have a good time um yeah i would recommend it and, and i'm glad that um uh, I'm glad I got to watch it in the movie theater. I'm not saying that it would have been any less as effective if I had watched it on streaming because it was still a solid movie either way. Mm -hmm. But it was nice to watch it in the theater again. Um, but yeah, I, I and I and I I feel like they're gonna do a trilogy. Just the way that this ends, I feel like because the way the first one ended, they could have ended it there and it would have made sense because then you could have just assumed they could have let it, like let it be very. Um, we don't know what happened, but we know that we have a weapon to fight back against them, and you would assume that they go out and they get other people to help them whatever but they didn't want they wanted to continue the story into this so now they're gonna have to finish the story up and i'm that's cool man i, I hope they do but it's definitely a it's a horror classic i mean and, but it's hard to even put it in horror because it's it's almost just like a, a drama thriller in a lot of ways more than and, and horror is just more of a background element to it feels kind of like i am legend in that way you know like like mm -hmm. it's just it's it's, it's almost so action-packed it's hard to put it in horror and 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 talking about the aliens really quick you don't really learn much new at all about them I think if they went beyond a third movie, if they if they if they get out of this situation, they do what they were trying to do in this movie, and they get out of a third movie, it would be really interesting to see like what if they stop all these things and then they come down and what if, do they bring a second wave of something else? What if yeah. what if what if at the end of the third movie, all of a sudden these things start to adapt finally to our uh, to our uh, atm Weapon. atmosphere, and they uh, they fucking start to see. Like I thought you were gonna say they start to get they get start to get jobs. <laughs> like, <laughs> they start to become a regular part of society, and like Ted down the street is gonna get divorced from his alien wife. Or you could go the Resident Evil uh, route and have like the fucking captain guy come down. I'm getting crazy off in the way other territory. Uh, they don't really expand on that. They just show a little bit about how they got here. They don't teach you anything about them. The only problem I have, dude, with both of these movies. Uh, uh, talking about the horror aspect is you never really see what they do. Like all they do, and it's scary. They're fucking freaky because it's loud, and that being in the theater probably helps with that too. Because when they pop out, it's fucking. Ah! Mm. Uh, but the only problem I have with the aliens, uh, I thought they looked a little better in this one because they didn't have to show them so up close. In the first one, they literally got inside of their fucking ear hole. Uh, this one, they didn't have to do that. But 
They've been using Q-tips because that shit clean. <laughs> yeah, it was. But they when they run around, they always do the exact same thing. They run mm. up to a crowd of people, they bitch smack people, and they bitch smack and they bitch smack. And at first, it's like, oh fuck, what else is coming? But it's literally like their only move they have. They're like a boxer with a really good right hook, and they just run around bitch smacking people. You never see what they do to the bodies afterwards. Do they go back and make sure they're dead? Do they eat them or anything? No, I, I think I think that they literally just they're like. Um, I, I like the, how I always imagine them. First off, their body weight is probably unbelievably, you know, massive, and then their claws are beyond shoot. I mean, if they if they swipe you, you're fucking dead. I mean, they'll probably cut through your sternum, your lungs, your heart with one swipe. I think what they're here for is they're literally here, like, um, and I don't want to use this reference because it's not like this, but I'm just saying, like, uh, in an Independence Day, those aliens' motivation for getting here, they're like locusts, is the way that that Bill Pullman described them. They go into an area. They suck up all the resources and they kill everything around and then they leave. But it also, if you want to get crazy with it, maybe another alien species dropped these motherfuckers on a backworld planet like Earth and said, fuck it. Because they were like ravaging them at home and they found a way to gather them all up and throw them onto the earth. <laughs> that actually, that's a really smart idea, dude. Because but see, but, I, but I'd rather here. keep, but I'd rather just keep it vague like a fucking asteroid carrying these goddamn cockroaches come out of the sky and just randomly hit our earth. Yeah, it's good to keep it vague for now. If you do three movies, I think you can keep it vague. I think you might be right. If you want to mm. go further, you're going to have to start reaching into that. What are these things? They're going to have to bring in John Goodman from Arachnophobia to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, I give it an 8.5, just a little bit higher than you. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really, once you got through that initial lull after the crazy opening sequences, I thought it was, it was planned out really well. It's a very, yeah. very like tightly wrapped up movie, though. Like There's not a whole lot to it. Like uh, it's, it's very, very simple. Very, focused- very suspenseful. Yeah, they're they're focused on the characters and they have one little mission and they've got to do it and they 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 draw that out and the emotions there between the siblings. That one fucking kid was getting on my goddamn nerves though, dude. Oh, uh, you know, I do. I'll Ooh, tell you what. Stop uh, screaming. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, I, I smack that kid in the face. I don't even care if I'm an adult. There's no, there's Put no a more sock rule. In his mouth. There's no more rule of law. There's no more cops left. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna smack you in the mouth. You'll shut your fucking mouth. Anyway, no. Uh, the one there was one thing specific though. I I thought they were gonna go super fucking twisted and dark, dude. I'm like, you're at a you're at a crossroads, oh, Krasinski. You're at a crossroads oh. right now. It's choose your own adventure. Do you continue on to the light side of the Jedi, or do you find and join Darth Sidious into the dark side? Because oh. if they went one, if they had gone a particular way, when the little with the little kid and the baby, I'm like, mm. see, I could see it. I could have seen. I I was like, dude, they could do it, and if they do it, it's gonna be fucking. That would be a huge M Night Shalababa fucking twist, and you like, yeah. oh, because then that would change the tone. That's why I think that that exactly is why. Uh, which I shouldn't say this because, okay, I'm not going to say what I was going to say because it would actually give away what happens. But I just, I think that the Game of Thrones, the first movie a little bit, okay? Like, you yeah. know, in Game of Thrones, uh, oh, season one, that, yeah. you kill off the main character. When the little kid dies... And when Krasinski dies, it tells you that no one is safe. So mm-hmm. whenever these characters are in peril, you have to genuinely believe they might die. And it it, it, it fuck it amps up the scares and the you fact know that what? I, I might I might not have been I, I actually might have been okay with it. <laughs> no, well, I'm just saying because I mean it so would have well, been though, not because I'm care. into like I'm not because I'd want that shit to happen for real. It. But I'm saying as far as a twist fucking ending that you never saw coming yeah. that completely changes everything and you're like, oh. <laughs> like you're like one of those like i think that would have been an eye-popping moment for and that would have been people would be like man you got to go see this movie just for that one fucking scene it might have lived up i'm just saying i think if you would built that up right it could have been just as like fuck 
as six cents when it was revealed yeah. that you know that he was dead the entire time yeah yeah that, <laughs> they had a chance to really do some fucked up shit who knows I, maybe the third one they do maybe there's one more well, i think i think i think he proved himself but i mean i i just said man i i had a feel i just i had a weird feeling when i was watching i'm like you know it's like kind of when you fart you think that you pooped your pants i have one of those kind of feelings <laughs> like i know it's wet down there but i'm not gonna like really pay attention to it because i don't want to believe it's true <laughs> like, but yeah dude I, I i thought it was gonna happen and we were we were gonna have a totally different conversation about this film but yeah it was it was still solid and the the last thing I'll say about it, you already touched on it. I just, I just want to put out there that uh, the acting's amazing in the movie. Mm-hmm. For one, Melissa, uh, Millicent Simmons, uh, the, 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 the deaf girl in the movie. Uh, for one, her being deaf adds a really cool thing because there's a couple sequences when they're around her and she can't hear it. She doesn't know it. You know what I mean? And then the movie puts you in that where you can't hear anything and it's really fucking freaky. But she, as an emotional actor, dude, actress, she killed it. She fucking crushed Who? it. Which one? Uh, uh, the the daughter, the main daughter. Do you know? Oh yeah, yeah. That girl is great. You know that girl actually is deaf in real life. I know, I know. Yeah, and and yeah. And, and, and not just that, but like I said, like you already said it. But Cillian Murphy once again shows why. Why the fuck isn't Cillian Murphy in in bigger stuff? I mean, this is pretty big, but killed it in Sunshine. Killed it in Twenty Eight Days Later. I haven't watched Peaky yeah. Blinders, but everybody likes that. Uh, killed it and 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 Batman Begins and and I won't say the Dark Knight because that was kind of weird how they did him there. But do you want to see my mask? <laughs> <laughs> Dark uh, I, I, like, yeah. that's not him that's not batman silly murphy's one of those dudes man like he is such a strong awesome actor but i feel like he's got the same kind of thing uh, hang-ups not it's a bad thing but he picks and chooses what he really wants to be in like like he's an artiste like yeah. ryan gosling ryan gosling only wants to be in certain flicks that he it really appeals to him and that's why he does a lot of indie movies i feel like yeah. silly murphy's the same kind of guy mm-hmm. even though he's been in giant movies of course but yeah Maybe him and Krasinski are good friends, but or this was right up his alley. Like he liked the survival idea behind this whole thing, where it really wasn't necessarily like what you'd seen before. It was actually more focused on the human interaction and how to survive versus just the obvious horror that's going on around you. Yeah, but yeah, that's. I mean, I I think he's great, man. I, and and if on it, but I did see the casting. The audition tape for uh, when he when he auditioned for Batman, fucking yeah. terrible. He yeah. dude, he would never have fit that role. He was so creepy when he was like that because it was just him playing Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and it was he was like, what do you mean? Like it was dude, it was like he was like fucking uh, Norman Bates. Like it was scary. It he, wasn't fucking like he talks. He talks about that recently in an interview uh, for this, and he was like, he was like, by the way, I think that whole thing's overblown. He's like, I don't think I ever actually had a chance to be, be Batman. He's like, we did the yeah. test, yeah. He was like, by the way, watching it once was enough for me. He was like, but I don't think I was at that caliber yet. Well, but, I know that Nolan wanted him really bad, but maybe, yeah. I mean, no, but I, I don't know what Nolan saw, because maybe Nolan wanted to make a really dark, creepy-ass Batman, because, I mean, he had it in spades, because yeah, <laughs> he had just had that one scene, it was like he was turning around, I was like, I'll save Gotham. And then I want to see what your insides taste like. <laughs> like it was kind of like he had that fucking weird ass fucking attitude about him. Yeah. And Jimon Hoon Sal, by the way, once again, amazing in his role, shows up about the middle of the movie, not in the movie very mm. long, but crushes it. Um, uh, and I wish that he yeah. was in the movie more for sure. I love that guy. That guy's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, overall, man, 8.5 for me. Uh, either at least up there with the first one, maybe even better for me a little bit. And I think that they, they, for, and this is coming from a guy who said they don't need to do a sequel at all. I think they did an amazing job with, it. I'm really glad that I was wrong about that and uh, go fucking see it. You'll want yeah, to. I, yeah. And again, um, they, I, I mean, this is on Emily Blunt and she's the one uh, putting Krasinski's wiener in her. She's the one that said three movies. That's what she said. 
And by the way, that that guy that don't go read the article from the New Yorker because that guy is a total douchebag. Yeah. Because oh, you know what he was telling you? he was trying to make this a what he wanted Krasinski to do and what he was trying to say basically through. The, I read the whole fucking article and it was like too long because this guy just loved to hear himself talk. He basically was saying there wasn't enough socioeconomic, uh, oh my political God. discussion or conversation going on, and that Krasinski missed the part. He missed the moment that he could have changed this. I was like, maybe the motherfucker wanted to make a good, solid horror movie and not bring any kind of political bullshit into his movie. It's about family and it's about helping your fellow no, man. But and yeah, whether but you choose it was, to or not. This was based on this politics. was based on this was based on uh, uh, race politics is what he was going for. He was trying really? to bring this down into that level. And I was like, dude, you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. You're not even watching the goddamn movie. And if you are watching it, you're watching it with one eye over your left or right eye, and then you have your other eye firmly on your dick that you're jacking off to your own words. Because there's no way that you watch the same movies I did. The thing about those socioeconomic or those, those socio-political commentaries that they like to throw into movies and they have that in the background the entire time is dressing... Why do you think people hate it and war it's so divisive? They don't yeah. want to go to the movie theater and see that shit. They just want to go have a good time. We got, we're coming out of a pandemic. Well, we're still technically in one, it's, but people are going back. Why the fuck do they want to be reminded of how shitty life is? You know what I liked about it? You know what was way more of an impactful social statement than any of the shit that that guy wanted him to start a fucking uh, goddamn discourse about? Was the fact that before, I don't know if they did this in your theater, but before the movie, John Krasinski came on uh, just as John Krasinski. And he's like, hey guys, thank you so much for coming out to the theater. We're really pumped that you're that we're back in theaters. This is yeah. awesome. Please enjoy my movie. The fact that this movie brought us all back to a theater after a year of goddamn after the election and goddamn COVID and after all this shit like that, yeah. we get to go back in the movie, sit down, eat some popcorn and watch a good fucking movie about a, uh, that's about family and it's about real shit. It's not just Michael Bay shit. But yeah. that's way more better for all of our psyches and all of our mm -hmm. emotions than trying to fucking slam on some fucking Twitter shit on it. That's Fuck why that, that is why I'm so happy when I saw the trailer for t fucking Top Gun Maverick. I, 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 I cannot wait to watch Top Gun Maverick and I hope they keep politics out of that fucking movie. I just yeah. want to go. I just want to go back to playing with the boys with Kenny Loggins, okay? And I'm not talking about that in a sexual way. If you know the movie, then you know what I'm talking about. I want to play volleyball with a shirtless Val Kilmer, but that's not both. gay. I like his wiener, but that's not both. gay, okay? Yeah, anyway, I, point who being cares? Let's do is it. that I like I want I want back to those kind of movies. I want that. I want to just go watch a stupid fucking action flick like Top Gun yeah. and have a great goddamn time. He's flying F-15s. There's a killer soundtrack. Kenny Loggins is singing his heart out somewhere. <laughs> and Val Kilmer, God rest his soul, is probably the one that's in that casket. I hope not. They're doing a documentary I I, about Val Kilmer, by the way. I'm going to watch huh? that shit. They're doing a documentary about the life of Val Kilmer. Oh, yeah, that would be great. I'm not saying that he's really dead. I'm saying no, the I movie know. that I spend might be dead. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, dude, I, I, yeah, you know, just keep that shit out of the movies. Like, especially horror movies. Please don't put that in there. It's everywhere else nowadays. Well, and if you, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, horror movies have always, obviously, they've always been political. But if it's written into the fabric of the film and it's meant to be that way, fine. But don't Black Christmas us. You know, speaking of which, mm. we'll be talking about another Black Christmas. Oh, yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Grabbing some super chats here. Uh, Mercurio80 says, here I am. Do-do-do-do. Rock you like, you a, like hurricane. a hurricane. Thanks, buddy. And then uh, Joshua Ayer says, just got the new Screen Factory release of Event Horizon. Can't recommend it enough for everyone. The special features are fantastic. Wham, love. That, hey. 
You should Thank get you. that shit, dude. That's one of your all-time favorites right there. What is it now? What is Event, it? Event Horizon, the, the collector. Oh, edition. yeah, dude. You know what? I, I really would love to do that. And also, I would love for them not to be pussies back in the when that movie came out because the original version was a lot darker and it's gone. Paul W.S. Anderson, he really fucked up Resident Evil, I'll admit. But Evil Event Horizon was great. And apparently, they had a darker, more edgier version of that flick that they made them cut down and cut out because the test audience said it was, oh my God, it's too graphic. And they were going to put together a special edition unrated Blu-ray and have that come out or 4K, I guess. And they don't have the footage anymore. Isn't that fucked up? Like, I would love to see that movie unrated. Like, I want to see how dark and scary it could get because it was already amazing. By the yeah. way, somebody said F-14s, Jay. I, I don't know. I, I'm not, you know, I, I'm in I'm in the Air Force, not the able the naval air force so yeah i'm wrong yeah okay the f-14s i mean i thought they were f-15s that those would be the fighter jets yeah hell fuck i have no idea pop culture with pat thanks but he says what's up guys is there a horror movie in recent memory for you guys that utilizes sound as effectively as a quiet place one and two uh no i think actually that's that's i, I for me I, I can't think of a movie that that sound is more important to <laughs> at least modern uh, modern wise for sure. yeah there's one that did a pretty good job with like having no sound and using it effectively as far as like when it happened the one where he impregnated the girl with a turkey baser oh don't breathe yeah they did don't do breathe don't one. breathe yeah. did a really good job with that i think don't, yeah. don't don't breathe was actually very grandfatherly to this movie because in that one it was very low sound there was no sound and then any kind of fucking like creak of the floorboard we're like what he's coming at me with the turkey baser what's yeah. coming it what am i supposed yeah. to do that's a good point that's <laughs> one too i think i think a quiet place does it's i think it's more important in a quiet place but i totally forgot about that one so that that's two in recent and well, he was because well, he was blind in that one well, yeah. Well, they did it also. They did it a little bit with Hush, right? Because I think yeah, the Hush girl, was a good one. Yeah. Uh, was she was she deaf in that one, or was she blind? She was uh, deaf. Okay, so they did a little bit there, but not to this extent, especially since that one was straight to straight to Netflix. I think. Good question, Pop. Nick Cantelli says Jay has that stoner hippie room. I want to smoke it out. Come on over, man. Bring that <laughs> weed you, with you. Need to get you some. Bring that giggle bush over here. Bring that giggle bush. When you find out in my refrigerator there's leftover lasagna, you're gonna look like that meme. You're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Stan says fell asleep last night watching Wham and had a horrible nightmare being stalked in my house by a dark figure and woke up to your Slenderman Subway sandwich video. Um that was that was your bad dream. He always thought I have some Subway sandwich. What no, you made, he, he he woke up to it. He he had a dream that he was being stalked by a dark figure and then woke up to your Subway oh, sandwich. Oh, there you go. Okay, so the spirit of our endorsement got there. We should be hired by Subway. We've said yeah. this before. Here to make you feel better. If you want to come over and have you theft Subway sandwich, go ahead and have you theft Subway sandwich. <laughs> it was Jimmy John's that was in your dream. It was the evil Jimmy John's. Yeah, Jimmy John's is the devil. He will stalk you and find ways into your dreams and make them nightmares and say, have me Italian sieve. By the way, me didn't wash these meatballs and show them. So nasty. Me didn't wash these meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Senor Cod Gamer says, "You fuckers gonna be at Scarefest this year? That remains to be seen, that's sir." That's a big question of the uh, hour. We're waiting on an email back from someone about something that's very pertinent to whether or not we are there. Uh, I'm confident. I'm pretty confident that we will be. Uh, but we just before we could say a thousand percent, we really need to find something out. Uh, but I'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely let you guys know as soon as we do. Um, hopefully, they'll JT Custom says it. he probably probably Jared. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to roll. I'm glad that you didn't roll over 
Did you have boxer shorts on? Because if they were sliding down, he'll get you. Uh, Gary Catlow says the third movie should have been Samuel L. Jackson shouting, "That's it! I've had, I've had it with these motherfucking aliens on this motherfucking planet!" And then someone shouts, "Shut the fuck up, you fucking idiot!" <laughs> and be like Chris Rock. Chris Rock, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Taste the book of flavor. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, Samuel Jackson would be funny in anything. He could just yell at the survivors, like, "Shut up, motherfucker! Shit! You try to get us killed." <laughs> and then, then he gets eaten like the shark does in, in Deep that's Blue the, Sea. That that scene right there, yeah, Deep. I, I fucking hated that shit because I love Sam Jackson. When he died early off, I was like, "What the fuck?" Um. So, uh, real quick, um, before we we do our first break of the night, uh, let's talk about it's me, Billy. And then, and then on the other half, we'll get into all the news and stuff like that. It's so, me, Jay. It's me, Mike. <laughs> it's like uh, that thing from Avengers Infinity War. He was like, I am Groot. He goes, I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's me, Billy. Uh, Dave McRae's uh, Black Christmas fan film just mm-hmm. came out on YouTube today. Uh, we both watched it this afternoon. And, hey, man, it's, it's, that's some top quality Solid shit stuff, man. Solid going on stuff. there. Yeah, I gotta admit, um, I think you know we had Dave on here uh, talking about it before it was released, and uh, I I admitted to him I was like, man, I gotta be honest, uh, I never was a huge fan of Black Christmas 1974. It just won't me. It just won't me. I appreciated what they had and that it was influential to uh, Halloween when it came out for sure, and they they did use the camera tricks that they perfected or that they had started in Black Christmas. But saying that and going forward watching It's Me, Billy. For a 43-minute movie and the fact that it's a fan film, it really didn't feel like a fan film. It actually felt like an actual, honest-to-God, theatrical movie. Mm-hmm. And it had good dialogue. It had good sets. It had good suspense. It had good atmosphere. I And, and, and you know, overall, uh, I'm just going to be honest. I know that Dave was doing the voice. It just wanted me to make, have, like, have sex with him more. I wanted to rip his Canadian <laughs> bacon right off of his torso. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, boot that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, I didn't know that you were a boot. This <laughs> take me to Tim Hortons later. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, the voice, man, the voice. Yeah, Dave, Dave right. does the voice himself, and it is top level quality shit. I mean, there is multiple channels of that voice coming at you at one time, and it's like, ah, I wanna eat chocolate. Ah, I wanna go to the store. <laughs> like yeah. it's like it, it's coming at you from all angles, man. And he did such a good job with it but you did yeah but you're, you're like ours would not be like oh which way did he go george which way did he go <laughs> like listen uh dave does a phenomenal he, he really I mean, it's hard to it's you can't really state how well he does it like yeah. you have to go watch it for yourself and luckily it's free and available on youtube for you guys to watch and check out i uh and and again even for a fan that's not or for or for a person that doesn't even know what black christmas 1974 or or 1974 is or that god awful fucking abortion that was the remake that came out just recently you can go watch this and have a good time with it it's one of those films that's easy to understand and easy to digest and it's an easy watch it's an easy watch and there are some genuine uh good scares in it i got to be honest and i'm glad that they didn't have like those obvious like Oh, I hear it comes. I see it come. There it is. It wasn't like that. They they set it up real nicely, and they they wait between breaths between before they get you. And that, that's that's when you really are effective. And I I did curse out Dave when he did that because I had, <laughs> I had talked we had talked to Dave before on an interview. I'm like Dave, you could have at least told us where those fucking scenes were 
so I could have had to not change my underwear. <laughs> yeah, dude, they selfish. It's it's it's, it's one of the uh, right up there with never hike in the snow, never hike alone. As far as quality goes, as far as filmmaking goes, the camera shots, it's beautiful. Yeah. You can tell they put every penny uh, of, of of the Indiegogo that they had into this thing, and they did it right, and they did it justice, and, and it looks professional as hell. I, I heard Dave had to sell his stock in maple syrup just to pay for this. I, I hooked was, on the streets expensive. for him for a couple weeks. It was I went expensive. out there. And, yeah, sucks some <laughs> but yeah. they uh no it was yeah it looks expensive it looks well done and here's the kick the best part of it, and, and you know what, i'll say it I, there are certain things i would have done differently sure there are certain uh ideas that i would have done differently uh for sure uh, at this but that being said as a, i like the original black christmas movie and yeah. see, seeing the seeing the black christmas remake that they did was such an abomination. It was such an embarrassment. The bait and switch that they pulled when they were like, we're going to give you I, Black uh, Christmas. And they were like, actually, this is just the teen that doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about going, no, feminism. Uh, yeah, it, I do know that. Yeah. It didn't even like land. Like the feminism didn't even land. It was stupid. Um, but anyways, that putting being aside, the fact that you have this whole studio and you have this whole big working thing behind a movie like that and they can miss the mark so fucking badly. And then you've got uh, Dave and his crew also... That, that go in here and they do a fan film and they give the entire Black Christmas, because there's a bunch of hardcore Black Christmas fans, uh, almost yeah. every single person walked away from his from their short film feeling amazing about it and going, that's what I fucking wanted. Even if it wasn't exactly what they wanted with this character, that character, whatever, but they walked away going, that was a sequel to Black Christmas. That yeah. was actually in the vein of the original movie, which the remake, back by Blumhouse and everybody else, fucking wasn't it's amazing to me that and they, they fucking nailed it well I yeah it. I, I was i was getting a little sample of the facebook juice that was going on with the comments and everybody was just nutting all over this film and saying how great it was so that's yeah. that's awesome news and that's who you want to impress anyway um the 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 remake again i chose to avoid that feminism cock uh i saw it on the exit and i said no thank you and i swerved and i hit a bunny because i'd rather <laughs> hit a bunny than fucking watch that movie and i would by the way because i if you're a fan name huh Feminism cock is a really good band name. Yeah, well, that feminism—that's exactly that, that's something that shit was be, like, like we led like Demi Moore and Sinead O'Connor and Alanis Morissette, and they would all like three line it. But no, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, I I could see the trailer and it made my stomach hurt. Like I don't know, it dried up my sperm when I watched that trailer. Like that's what it is. It's like I'm a female and suck my cock because you're a male and you're below me. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. That's how you win them over. Good job there, Sister Christian. But uh, Dave goes the opposite way. And you know what? They just wanted to make a great horror movie and they wanted to make a great follow up to the 1974 Black Christmas for all the fans that love that movie, as well as bringing new people that may have never heard of it before. And they that on that front, they did great. They left the bullshit politics out of it. And for that reason, it's awesome. And if even if it had been shit, if it had been a turd in the toilet, I would have given it a higher score than that piece of shit. Mm that I didn't even watch. It was so bad. I didn't even watch it, but, um, yeah, but uh, it's, yeah, congratulations Dave, man. You, you, you guys and your team, you, you deserve all the accolades and praise that you're getting. Yeah. Apparently, uh, by the way, sorry, I was sidetracked by, I was looking at the, the chat there and apparently a bunch of people are disliking this video right now, which, okay. That's great. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> oh, well, we do have 282. Uh, and, uh, Hey, yeah, yeah let's, let's get, let's go ahead. I uh, dislike it. I mean, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> hey, Hey, I, I could take a shit in the box of market guaranteed if you want, I've got spare time, but no, look, I mean, the fact of the matter is it felt like a slasher sequel to the original film mm -hmm. and the quality was there to make you believe it was. And that, that, 
actresses were awesome in it. They did a great job. Mm -hmm. A couple twists and turns in a little 43-minute film here. You got almost everything that you want in a Black Christmas fan film. So we absolutely loved it. We absolutely recommend it. And I'm I'm really proud of, of Dave and the whole crew for putting together and, and, you something know, and, that special. And plus, I think we're friends enough with Dave. We thought it really just took a giant dump in the mouths of other people and it just smelled like a straight fart that someone cropped us at you and Kroger. I just wouldn't We talk would have said it. it. We, actually, we, I, I'd be like, hey, I'm not going to review it. We're not going to talk about it. And then we'd see yeah. Dave like, hey, man, we were going to review your movie, but it fucking sucked. <laughs> we yeah. probably just tell that off camera. Like, oh, we just couldn't get into it. I'm sorry, man. But no, it was great. And, and honestly, just as a uh, as a casual viewer, something across it, it, I think you'll like it. I think you'll, I think anybody that likes horror will really enjoy it. So yeah, absolutely. Great job. Dave. Hey, Dave, Dave McCray. Oh, all things Dave McCray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Black Christmas fans, check it out. You guys will love it. And horror fans as well. Uh, for sure, man. A top notch, top marks all the way around from us no jt cousins says hey mike and jay how would you rank this in the black christmas franchise i mean i'd put it right after the 1974 film because there's all wasn't there only like three there was the there was the original one the remake and then no there was another one there was the there was the cookie skin one the one where they made cookies oh, out yeah, of skin yeah. uh, I, i'd still i put this remember. one yeah i'd put this one second yeah I'd, I'd probably put this one second and a lot of people i think that i think the coolest thing that they can probably the coolest comment they can get is that a lot of people in the comments were like this is the sequel to me fuck the other two it's it's Black Christmas yeah. and then this and you're talking about a fan film they did that that's cool and day days living the life man if if Mike and I ever got the opportunity or the chance or or the funding or whatever to make a Halloween movie of our our own like a serious honest to god fan film mm. but we we'd run we we'd have a ball with that but yeah man that's awesome because that's like I guess that's like one of Dave's favorite movies of all time yeah yeah dude that, it, it's it's inspiring to see people do that I've never actually had an inkling or a desire to actually go and do that because I just. The movie magic part is something I always want to be magic to me. I don't want to actually put my hands in that, uh, at least up to this point. But uh, I, like I said, I've never had the desire to do it. But if I had, I would look to this this kind of thing and be like, I'm inspired by that. So, so, so apparently we're being invaded by the cockless ones. We're at 15 dislikes. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, know, you. I mean, did the fucking wall come down in the north in Game of Thrones and all hey. the ones without wieners or sex lives come over the wall for the first time? Hey, I'm, I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm going to find, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get some money and we're going to get plane tickets and we're going to find every one of you motherfuckers that show up at your door, Jay and Silent Bob style, <laughs> and we're going to beat that ass. <laughs> that reminds me of that Fuck that. You talk song. shit on us on poopshoot.com. How many people want to kick some yeah, ass? Yeah, that's the song. And we'll do, go to jail do. gladly, bitch. It's a great <laughs> song. That's a great song. Don't worry about it, guys. It, that, it doesn't matter. The dislikes don't mean shit. Like, whatever. You know? Hey. No, I was doing it for comedic effect. You, but no, yeah, I know you care. were. I was talking to yeah. but Like, yeah, it, it, hey, hey. It, it provokes an opinion. It provokes a feeling. And if you let, fucking hate us, that's Let cool. them talk. <laughs> let them fight. <laughs> you try to drown my words with booze and thumbstone, <laughs> I will speak louder from a higher cliff. <laughs> Promise you, you will heal my words thunder with Olympia. <laughs> Joe Baderos says, uh, I really enjoyed Dave's Halloween fan films. They're awesome. Can't wait to see this. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it, man. I th they, 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 did it. they did it up real nice on this. This, this shit was fancy as fuck. Uh, D Mitch A14 says, yo boys, Jay gave us a Dr. Loomis pep talk speech for his team at halftime for the Super Bowl with his team being down 14 points. That's easy. You guys fucking suck. <laughs> I should have got better players, but unfortunately the athletic director spent all his money on hookers, whores, and alcohol. So I got you, bunch of idiots. Okay, here's what we're going to do. You're going to go out there 
and you're going to body slam them, fart in the mouth, vomit on the floor, whatever it takes, and we're going to get the 14 points. If I got to steal them, we're going to steal them. I don't care. You got a gun? Shoot them in the kneecap before they get to the end zone. That's how you win, gentlemen. Last Boy Scout. The last Boy Scout, Devin Wayne's Bruce Willis. He knew how to win. <laughs> Shut up. Get out there. Be like Eli Manning. Be stupid but firm. That's it. That would be the, That would be. That would literally be the uh, the, pep, the pep talk. Hey, and actually, I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know how much like... you would get one. He would just be drunk. You're like, go get him, you assholes. I hate this job. It's, you know that scene of Tom Hanks when he walks up in a, little, uh, a league of my own and he's like waving his hat to the crowd. He's like, that's right. Kiss my big white hairy ass. That's right. <laughs> like under his breath. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. No. Uh, Will Arnwine says, ha ha, I was with a hooker today. Oh, he said wasn't with a hooker today. That can get confusing if you read that the wrong uh, way. That, that reminded me of that James. Yeah, I think he saw my James saw Bob. That was uh, when uh, Ben Affleck was like, ha ha, I wasn't even with a hooker today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Mercurio80 says, hey, I still love you guys. I'm ride or die for life. Hey, man, appreciate it. Appreciate you. Appreciate all you guys. Don't worry about it. That's Don't awesome, worry man. about Fuck people clicking buttons. I don't even shit. know about. I don't even know until later on. I'm like, shit, man. We must have really we... fucking fucked up. Jay and I look at each other like, what'd you do? <laughs> what'd you do? Like, you know, it was probably your fucking tardiness, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta take a PP. Perfect yeah, time too. for a break. We both we knocked out both reviews. Gonna do it. when we come back. We're gonna talk about Joker two. Uh, we're gonna talk. What? Yes, it's possibly happening for sure. What happened? Actually, I think it's actually an official sort of official. Oh. We're gonna talk Joker show two. I got an interesting Halloween kills Halloween ends question to ask you guys, oh. and uh, something else. There's something else in there, and whatever. You gotta the fuck flush it out. Flush it out. Whatever the hell else you guys want to talk about. Hey guys, this is Mark Wahlberg, and I just wanted to take a second to talk to you about We Watched a Movie. They got a really good Patreon going on over there. They'll do videos for you based on any of their characters. They'll do commentaries for you. They'll do movie reviews for you. They got behind-the-scenes videos. You got 20% off of all their merch. They'll even make you your own video store card like Blockbuster back in the day. They got commentaries just sitting there waiting to be fucked by your movie ears. I'll put the link below. We gotta outrun the wind. I um I've been watching recently. There's this guy. I didn't even know they were still doing this, but <clears throat> he's playing Halo. He's like, this is what it looks like when you haven't stopped playing Halo Three since 2007. And his channel's name's the Fat Rat. He's only got like 35,000 subscribers and like that. So he's kind of I don't know when he started uploading, but dude, his shit is on fucking point. Like he is sniping and whooping these kids' asses. He's getting the untouchables, the overkills, the kill, kill tacular, kill. Oh. Kill us because he's uh, still what? playing the old game. Kill him on Jaro, yeah, all Halo 3. <laughs> oh, that's and cool. dude, he is fucking raping that shit. Like, he is fisting over, <laughs> over again. And like, dude, I looked through the comments, and they're the best, dude. The comments are like, I'm calling the police because <laughs> like, he is fucking murdering, murdering. Uh, and it makes me want to play so bad. And then I'm like, dude, we used to have decent talent, but I'm afraid to get back in that bitch now. We used to we used to crush on Halo Three. I got up to forty nine. Top you get Halo, Halo Three, but then I th we really got we really really got really good on Halo Reach because Halo Reach came out. We really we played that from day one. Yeah, we played the demo and then we played it all the way through for like the first year and a half. I miss Halo, dude. I really do. That was those were fun times. Uh, Marco V Villatoro just before we went to break said, "Just wanted to say glad I could end my birthday here with you guys as the cherry on top to this day. Laughing couldn't be any better. Thank you guys, Marco." Hey, man. Marco, happy birthday, dude. Happy fucking birthday. Awesome fucking guy. Now you become man. We take you in the back room. We give you quick little spankings, some chocolates, and then introduce you. 
<laughs> to so the secret club. Why was I thinking the same thing? I was thinking feed him chocolates and then spank his ass. I don't know. For that's why we're because that's like that's our like that's our Valentine's Day gift to our significant others every this year. What, this is what you see on your birthday. One hand feeding you chocolates, other smack. I was actually ass. I was actually Catching thinking of the uh, like dog. Oh. I was thinking of oh. the Joe Pesci thing in Goodfellas. <laughs> It's like, hey, I'm gonna get made today, fellas. Oh yeah. <laughs> Remember when Chrissy got made on uh, on Sopranos and he thought he was gonna get whacked? That was a good episode. Oh yeah. Well, I also remember that, that, <laughs> that scene when his chick is driven. Uh, she's uh, they they drive her. They're driving her out into the into the middle of nowhere to shoot her. Oh yeah. That dude. was fucked up. That dude, Sopranos, man. Come on. Woo wee. Are you guys excited for that fucking prequel? Because me is. I am. I am. I just hope that they don't. I hope it still has the same meanness and everything to it. Because these days, mm-hmm. it's gonna. it would be hard to put out a Sopranos today. It'll be interesting Julie. to see for sure. Gary Catlow says, and thank you guys for these super chats. I really do appreciate them. Uh, Gary Catlow says, I noticed Happy Death Day was like Groundhog's Day. Freaky was like Freaky Friday. What's next? A horror version of Liar Liar? That, I'll watch I'd be, it. I'd be into that. You put Jim Carrey in that bitch. Dude, what if they do a horror movie that if you lie and you don't tell the truth, that the person that you're lying to dies in a horrific way? Ooh. I like it. <laughs> Call us Blumhouse. You Flip cowards. that shit on its head. I feel like it would be more of a creep show kind of story. Like it would only be 30 minutes, but either way. I would watch that. You show. could even get Jim Carrey to do that. Like make him all fucking insane. Like at number 23 and then have him come and do that. It's probably the kind of script he'd actually be into these days. You know, mm-hmm. I love Jim Carrey. I don't care. Say what you want about Jim Carrey, but I love that. man. I just feel like, I, I feel like Jim Carrey is the, the reason why he is so like anymore is because he's pretty much got, uh, you know, more money than God. He's done everything he's wanted to do and he doesn't care. I mean, at this yeah. point, he just like, he's, he's literally the dude. Like, that's what he is. He's the dude. He doesn't give a shit. He can sit there and spout fucking uh, poetry and philosophy to you yeah. with his sandals on and his robe. And he doesn't have to do shit. Jim so. Carrey gave once gave, uh, not to go serious, not it's not super serious, but he once gave the best piece of advice I've ever heard somebody give in my entire life. And he was talking, I don't know if it was like a commencement speech or something like that, but he was talking uh, uh, to a crowd of people and he was like, look, my dad, uh, uh, he was funny as shit. My dad could have been a comedian. He could have, but he decided to, to go the safe route and he decided to work and provide for his family. And I was like, and then he got fired and then yeah. things got really hard. And he was like, what I learned from that lesson was you can fail doing what you don't love so you might as well try to fail at doing what you do love uh and some less words and i was like that's maybe the piece best piece of fucking advice uh, ever given in the world i wish i heard that when i was like 16 you know it's awesome. well the best piece of advice i ever got was from my mother <laughs> don't she pee said, on the electric fence she said she said children are meant to be seen <laughs> not heard now shut the fuck up and then that's how you learn respect. I could see her saying that. But oh, she did say that, dude. And she, if you didn't do that, she'd she'd reach behind. Like mom's back in, like my mom, uh, she she had this uh, uncanny ability, dude. Like if you were sitting behind her in the car and you were driving, and she and you were just being a smart ass, like a little shit for no reason, she could reach down, reach behind her with uncanny accuracy and mm-hmm. pinch just the right hunk of chunk meat <laughs> in your fucking thigh, and you'd be like, oh, and then you'd cry. Because it would fucking hurt. And she'd be like, now nah, I know I upset you and I know you're crying. Are you sorry? <laughs> I'm like, yes, mom, I'm sorry. Dude, and then fuck. she'd be like, now nah, I'm sorry too because I didn't want to hurt you. I love you more than anything, but you don't act like that. <laughs> and, and, and what's the worst is the way they say it. It's not the, it's not the initial pain because that fucking sucks. It's the way they, it's like that, I'm, I don't, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. And you're like, fuck, I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. The funniest thing I ever saw in my entire life was when Cody got in trouble once. Jay's brother Cody got in trouble once. And I'm walking from Jay's room and Cody's room's on the other side of the hall. Uh, 
I remember that because when Cody would fall asleep, Jay and I would sneak under his bed, and one of us would go underneath the bed. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. you'd have to sneak in there like Mission Impossible. You get all the way underneath the bed, and he'd be sleeping his thorn. And the other one would go like take a booger, like put it on his face, and then like at the same time, the one underneath the bed would like fucking hit the bed, and he'd wake up like something hit his bed, and then you'd be like booger, <laughs> and he'd be like God damn it! But no, I remember uh, one time Cody got in trouble, and my mom was I was just walking from your room to going to get some orange juice or something, and I saw in the doorway, my mom had him on the bed, and she was spanking him. And he turned around, he's like, "Is that all you got? Is that all you got?" Yeah, that Cody hurt. always did that. That hurt, like- and then finally she kept going, and he was like. <laughs> yeah, Cody, Cody, yeah, Cody was always like he, it was weird because I I would just fake cry like uh, mom would use a switch and then I'd be like I'd be like oh my god it hurts oh my god then she'd leave me alone and I could hear Cody down the hall like I, like it was like he was being interrogated by like another lieutenant and he would be like you know what that didn't hurt <laughs> you know what that didn't and mom would be like near the I was I lived it dude I I fucking heard him constantly <laughs> and he would do that shit and it was the funniest thing I ever because I then even one day I was like dude why the fuck do you do that because like, I don't want her to win. <laughs> I mean, you know, like somebody, by the way, guys, these are, you know, that's how I was raised. That's how my brother was raised. That was just a different time. Someone was like, that's abusive. That's not abusive, no. my man. Okay. Uh, I don't know, about, uh, know. I don't know what little cauliflower, uh, you know, flower plant you came off of, but that's, that wasn't my mother. My father didn't abuse us. It was not, it's not abuse. Oh yeah. No, uh, I, I got spanked, but it's just, yeah, spanked. it's, just, it's spanking. It's different. It's not like, like they took a fucking belt and then beat me in the face with it. And they <laughs> said, where's my natural life beer? You <laughs> son of a bitch. That Get didn't daddy happen. A turkey leg. Yeah. No, yeah. uh, stern talking to doesn't work all the time. And just no. because. Listen, I want to talk about your feelings and what you think you should do. Do you think that you did wrong? Do you think that you did wrong? Guess My, what? That's why kids rule you. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's differences. Like you know, like a like a you know seventy ish year old woman spanking her kid on the outside of the clothes with their hand is yeah. different than than fucking the Rock. Uh, or who was the Adrian Peterson's the guy that allegedly yeah. shoved leaves in his kid's mouth while whipping him like a two hundred and eighty five pound fucking running back? You know, that's different. My dad never spanked me. Well, I take that yeah. back. My dad spanked me one time, and it was the most embarrassing, fucking humiliating feeling of my life because yeah. I was terrible. My grades all sucked. I had all Fs, and then he decided to to have something to do with it. All of a sudden, he was like, "One time this year, you forget your books, you do anything. I'm gonna spank you." I'm like, "Okay, yeah. you're, you're gonna spank me." I forgot my fucking social studies book. You and dumb him, shit. He's he's a man of of, of virtue. You gotta give him credit. I came home without my book, and he literally bit me over. Dude, it was the most. I was six fuck. I was in sixth fucking grade. He bit me over his knee. Had me. He sat in the chair. He was like, "Come here." I lean over his knee, and then he yeah. spanked me like. And he literally said the words, "This hurts me more than it does you." I've heard that multiple. I cried, and he didn't even hit me hard. Like I cried out of sheer embarrassment, right? And just like just running away because it was just like, ah. This is so uncomfortable. But no, what my dad would do is he was all, he, oh, fucking, I hated it too. Whenever I acted out of, whenever I spoke out of pocket, he would mm-hmm. just grab my arm and fucking squeeze it. And I had that happen. He'd squeeze my arm and be like, no, you want to be like, oh. At six, when I was 16, I wanted to take these two girls to the mall. They were really hot. Me and Chris Heisel, they sh- we were not in their league and they invited us to go to the mall with them. And I wanted to go. And mom said, no, your grades suck. Fuck you. And I was going. And he did the arm grab thing. And mm-hmm. I thought, that's one time too many. And I like, threw him off oh yeah oh he went swinging he went swinging at me he never connected but my dad's like six foot tall and he's swinging with these guys he was in the army he's swinging with these big fucking arms and i'm ducking him and i'm ducking him <laughs> he's just swinging wild he's so pissed and i was like yeah. jesus fucking christ dude i i, I yeah i don't I, I don't know i i turned out okay uh and you know what it is like yeah my dad uh 
he'd spank me one time, but it wasn't, it wasn't the, it was more of the threat and the respect that you had for your father back then versus like actually him doing it. Oh, That's yeah. where the kids are all fucked up now. They don't have the respect that it used to be back in the day. Like you were scared. Yeah. If you're, he's like, I'll tell your dad, like, don't fucking stop. Why are you doing that? Please don't. Like it's different back then. Like that, it was just different. Yeah. The only time I ever, dude, my, my dad, like, and I had a really good relationship. I could curse <laughs> around him and, and say all sorts of shit. We would joke. But when I was like being serious, like one time, and I was being dead serious, dude. And like I, that motherfucker came at me like Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> he slammed me against the fucking like wall, grabbed me by my throat, not choking, but grabbed me and like lifted my shit off like he was Arnie in Terminator. And my feet <laughs> were dangling. And he was fucking pissed. And I was like, oh shit. But that hurt me more than it hurt, you know, because he was like, I got him that mad. Cause I think I, I swatted off and I said, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, and I was like 18, 17. And he fucking, dude, like he went straight. You know how like the flash turned back time in, in, in Zack Snyder's Justice League? He fucking stopped everything. And he was right in front of me <laughs> before I could blink. And he had his hands around my throat and you lifted me up like, the thunder, well, now you've like got it. yeah, dude, like Andre the Giant. And it was just all in one fluid, like Wolverine motion. And the claws were coming out. It was like right there to my throat. <laughs> and, I, and he was like, what the fuck did you say? Yeah. I'm like, I didn't say nothing. I'm sorry. And then I, but it wasn't, that you know, for like that one yeah, moment. But, that was, but, it wasn't, but he didn't hurt me. It wasn't one of the, I didn't have a mark. He didn't choke me. It was one of those moments. Like you said, fuck you to your own dad. And I'm going to show you that you don't get away with shit like that. And that's how it all happened. And I went, I went away and my brother Cody was there. He's like, dude, I thought you were going to run away because I came back a few <laughs> hours later and I was like, no, dude, I had to drop my girlfriend off. He embarrassed me in front of my girlfriend because <laughs> that's what happened. I like my girlfriend was over and I was trying to be a Billy badass. And I said, fuck you to him. <laughs> and then when I came back, I said, I was sorry. He was hugging me. He was like, no, I never want you to say that again. And I was like, I never will. And that was a more, but again, it wasn't, it, it really was not the fact that, uh, he hurt me or anything like that. The reason why you got upset was because you had disrespected your father yeah. and you were more ashamed of yourself. And if he let you cross were... that line, then what's yeah. next? You know? Yeah. Drugs? And that, that, but that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like you, I see these shit, the shits all the time. These shits going into, into fucking Walmart or, or any kind of toy story and the toy story, these toy toy stores or whatever, asking for toy story figures or something. And their mom or dad won't get them. They're like, fuck you. And I, yeah. I'm talking about like eight year olds and they'll be like, now, Billy, why are you want to talk like that? Do you need medication? <laughs> are you, is your blood sugar low? It's like my mom would have backhanded me back to 1957. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if it's your mom and you're like a a fifth, and you're like in fifth grade, and you're like a fifth grade boy, and mm. your mom wants to smack you in the mouth one time because you said some bad shit. Hey, now I have I have two daughters. You know, I I you know, I, I have a five year old and eleven year old, and I've never spanked them, never yeah. laid a hand on them, would never because that's just. <clears> you know, <throat> but I. I I have what my wife calls dad voice. If dad voice comes yeah. out, I fucking mean this, okay? And mm. I use it on Thor all the time. Thor will go outside and run around. He won't come to Katie. It I'll come outside and be like, Thor! And it'll be like, fuck, I better come inside right now. God damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the worst I ever get is dad voice. But I have girls. And I have little girls. You know yeah, I mean? and that, well, that, that was a different. I, my, we were boys. And, and you know, and, and your dad's, it's different. I don't know. But, yeah, usually it was just a tone. And, and, and again... William Shatner says, and Jay never swore again. I never swore around them. First <laughs> off, even to this day, you like my mom has got some health problems and stuff, and she's nearly 90 years old. I better not say G, the GD word, and I better not say fuck. <laughs> if I say I can get away with saying shit, and then I'll say I'll 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 try to push it, and I'll be like, This is some stupid shit. And then she'll be like, You watch your mouth. I watched that like, so I was like, I'm sorry, mom. I didn't mean it. I what I'm saying is it's a stupid crap. It's so stupid. <laughs> this, like, this this sucks. 
Yeah, but yeah, but it's just it's just different, guys. I don't know, and uh, you know, I don't know where we were going with that, but that was just. It was fun. Yeah. It's fun to talk about and reminisce sometimes. It is fun to talk about. <laughs> uh, hey, you remember when I got my ass beat by my dad? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Eric James says, what's up, you sexual pieces of man chocolate? Hey, you better watch yourself. I don't know what I mean. Uh, can I get Loomis to tell my son Isaac to be nicer to his n- mom, Nicole, and Chalice to tell his mom to be nicer to me? Kursik is okay. Hype me up a little. So uh, he wants Loomis, uh, you go first. He wants Loomis to tell his son Isaac to be nicer to his mom, Nicole. Okay. Um, Isaac, <laughs> do you hear me? Are you on your iPad, your iPhone, or your eye stupid? Be nicer to Nicole, for God's sake. You're named after Isaac Newton, the one that discovered gravity and apples. <laughs> Be more respectful. And if you don't, your Christmas is canceled. I will go to the North Pole myself and tell Santa Claus, guess what Isaac's done? He has been <laughs> inappropriate and a little shit to the con. And you know what Santa say? Oh, well, he's been on my good list. I was like, well, check it again, you fat son of a bitch. You said, or you're fired. You said, guess what Isaac's done? <laughs> Guess what Isaac's done? <laughs> You've been nice to the car. Now go to bed and change your stinky, winky diapers. Now, uh, listen here, Nicole. Listen here. Now, I know you got some kids running around. Just a I-, I know you're busy with your kids, but you got to treat your husband right, okay? He's probably a doctor, probably just needs a nap, okay? Just needs a nap. Needs a nap, needs a good snuggle, maybe. Maybe some other things, but you know, it's Monday afternoon. He comes home after a long day of work. I know that you think he's gained a few pounds. Okay. But it's stressful. All right. Give him a tug. Give him a tug. Uh, and, and, and you know what I mean? Uh, give him a tug at a baseball game. Take him to the Cubs game. Mm. Treat him to a nice father's day in January. You know what I mean? Cause he's, a, he's, a, he's a hardworking man. Okay. And it's a stupid thing to question. What a man does when he's not in your sights. All right. So give him a tug, give him a hot dog, take him to a baseball game. That's your man. You don't want him going to fake doctor's conferences with little Miss Grumpridges. Okay. I've done it. Doesn't end well. All right. Respect your man. And hey, you listen here, Eric. You respect her too. Cause I'll come in that house and I'll take her to a baseball game. Okay. He's saying he fuck her <laughs> at the baseball game. Right after the shitty Braves, because that's Mike's favorite. Seventh inning stretch, you know what I'm saying? By the way, I, I do want to read this one because I just watched this movie. Magic Emperor, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, <laughs> that, that, that is exactly how you were scared and terrified. Your dad coming home. God is in his holy temple. Earthly thoughts. Be silent now. <laughs> if your dad was coming home from work and your mom had told him what a little asshole you've been, that is the sound he was singing to come bust that ass. You don't want that smoke. You do not Ooh, want that smoke. I thought you wanted these hands, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's a dad. That's a 21st century dad. Like if I had a 16-year-old son and he came over and was like, fuck you, dad. I'm like, you want hands, son? You want to throw hands? Let's go yeah, in the backyard and throw that, hands. That, that's, that's Generation X. By the way, uh, Skim Jatter said he, he could have been named uh, uh, after Isaac Hayes, bro. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he could have been, but I just feel like Newton was like the one that my brain went to. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know, dude. I feel like I feel like sons and dads are weird too, because like I don't I don't have any boys, but I do have a nephew who uh, uh, you know I was around when he was a little baby, and like now he's getting he's fucking like big. He's taller than me. He's kind of ripped mm-hmm. a little bit. And like if I was that kid's dad, I would know. At the back of my mind, I would know, like, one day I'm going to have to kick my son's ass. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. in every dad's mind, they're like, that kid grows up and he's 17 and he's a little shit and he starts to get big for his britches. I'm going to have to assert dominance over my home and I'm not going to go out of my way to do it. You have to wait until the kid strikes you first. But if yeah. that kid ever gets out of pocket and, and he gets to, on the escalator, yeah, gets on the escalator, tries to throw hands at me, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to take my son down. You know, you know what? It's like well, we said like- in that commentary. It's like true life. I, I took on my dad and got fucked up. Right. So what? That's a that's the. um that's the lion way. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the male lions, they keep around the young lions for a little while. And when they get big enough that they can shout, it's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> go, go make it on your own, son. I've made it on my own my entire life. And you've been sucking your mom's tit. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the cash flow and the tit sucking and the milk is gone. Get out! <laughs> and don't or get I'll me wrong. Punch you. Hey, I'm not saying I'm not saying that the dad has to start the fight with the kid. That's backwards. That's no, but abuse. you gotta you gotta be uh, you gotta be wary of it. But as a dad, you have to be sort of in shape, and you have to be prepared for the fact that your son might become an unruly teenager and try to strike you. Now, I if your son I, tries to strike you and he succeeds, and your son kicks your own ass, you're fucked, buddy. You've I, lost I, all I, power. I, well, in that case, I'm pulling out a billy club, and my son will learn. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll you cheat. I'm like, hey, I guess you didn't learn about this from your old man. Use any means necessary <laughs> to win, you stupid punk. The dad has to stay the alpha in the house, okay? And he can't, he can't go and instigate that fight. But if the son yeah, instigates you know that it, fight, it, he has to be prepared to show the son what's what. It's so weird. Uh, we wouldn't even be having those kind of discussions because it, like growing up in the nineties uh, for sure. And I'm sure you people that grew up in the eighties that were youngins in the seventies, uh, you understand that you didn't fuck with that shit. Like that no. stuff never, you never, it never popped in your mind to really, I mean, there were cases, yeah, of, of parents and, 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 you know, kids. I, I watched cops <laughs> like you watched, you, you saw that shit sometimes, but overall the general idea was kids respected their fucking mom and dad, especially their fucking dad. Cause he ain't going to take no bullshit. Yeah. Or else they end up on cops. Well, cause I mean, they're working their ass off. They're working like their fingers to the bone. They're probably doing a shitty factory job or some shitty salesman job that they don't want to keep doing the rest of their life, but they have to do it. They grew up with the values and the honor system mm-hmm. that they were raised with in the fifties. Now they got to do it. And they are going to come home to some little asshole kid being disrespectful and ungrateful. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you, you know, it's a different time now. I don't know how that, that shit works now, but what are you going to do? It's a goddamn Fortnite. <laughs> Marco V. Veltoro says, you knew it was real when your mom called you by your full name or gave you that look that you best run because uh, the chunkla is coming. <laughs> Dude, uh, one time my mom gave me that look before and my brother and I ran away and, and lived in the gazebo for two hours. <laughs> Uh, we had this. We had this. Uh, we had a gazebo. I remember the gazebo uh, in the backyard, and my mom was pissed. I don't even know what we did. We did something really bad. I told my brother, I was like, "Dude, we just gotta run away." You remember that movie <laughs> Elijah Wood in North? They just go north and they can find new parents. And we, uh, we made it as far as the backyard in the gazebo. We just stayed up there all night. But then guess what? It didn't matter. Mom was like fucking straight up T-1000 in Terminator 2. She waited <laughs> till we came back home because she knew we would. And when we were in bed, she came in real silent like a ghost and ninja. Opened the door. It creaked open. She's standing silhouetted in the doorway. And she says, you know what I have to do? I will ninja fuck you up. She said, you know to. what I have to do? And I'm like, no, mom. And she's like, yes. And she had she pulled out her weapon, her samurai switch. You know and what she I fucking- have to do? 
Yeah, but she pulled out her samurai switch, dude, and she laid into it, and I and that fucking hurt. And I had, and then I cried, and then she hugged me and stuff like that, and gave me a glass of milk, and then she's like, "Now you're still gonna go to school tomorrow," and I had to do that to teach you a lesson, and I don't want to do that, but you don't act like that to your mom. My mom, because was... you're gonna give an account for every bad word you said against me to God Almighty, and I'm like, "Well, I don't want." I mean, does he have that good of a memory? <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, that. But that, that I remember that, yeah, you, you if your mom does that shit, if she gives you that look, you're fucked. Yeah. Or if your girlfriend or wife says your full name, you're fucked. Yeah, my mom would always threaten my dad on me. But the funny thing is, is as, as I got older, I realized that if I can outrun my mom long enough, if she's chasing me around with that belt or that switch, if I could just, if I could parkour hardcore around the living room long enough, she'll eventually start laughing because I'll be fucking hanging from the ceiling. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> run around. Like, like I, if I can outrun her, eventually she'll just start fucking laughing. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. everything's fine. She's like, yeah, you're grounded and you can't have any money. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, they, they always, they, they like, mom always did this thing where she would like, she would lick her lips. Oh, I've seen the lick slip before from your and mom. And she'd get all... To she'd, me. I'm all oh, fuck. You boys if, need if, a job. If you saw that, you're like, God damn. Here comes a oh, fucking 10-minute, yeah. 15-minute fight. Probably going to oh, yeah. end up switched if I say anything awful. My mom's done that to me before, dude. I'll never forget. I, I had so many conversations that I would just like... I'd be like, hey, Cody left his jacket in my car. I'm just dropping this off. She's like... She's sitting there she's drinking her coffee and smoking her cigarette. She's like, sit down. I'm like, okay, my mom. She'd be like... You boys need a job. <laughs> yeah. You boys She'd say random shit. <laughs> I was sitting there be like, yes, my mom. She's like, you boys need to go down. I saw an ad in the paper. They're hiring truckers. You need to go to truck and school. Yeah, dude, she did. You need I to know. go do this. I'm like, all right, my mom. I'm like, I got to go, though. <laughs> I would be in, mom, because mom, no, because you would tell me, I was like, yeah, mom told me we need to get jobs. And then I come home mad at mom. Like, dude, mom, why are you telling my friends to get jobs and shit? And I, I need to get a job and be a trucker at Pizza Hut or something. <laughs> And she's like, get out of my face with your foolishness. And like, I was like, you're not even to talk. <laughs> it was so weird. Like, anyway, but yeah, Good that times. was a, that was a nice little walk down the rambling, bambling, uh, Milky Way of memories. Oh, By the way, yeah. uh, we'll we do that constantly on the uh, Patreon live stream. So if you guys want to have more of that, definitely come and join us yeah, like on a that Saturday tomorrow evening. night. It gets wild. We even play music. It's weird. Uh, Spiral Sky Project. Thank you very much. Says, can Slenderman cover the right stuff by New Kids on the Block? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't know the song, so I probably did that wrong. No, uh, that was, that what you were doing. It sounded like uh, it sounded like something else. Uh, yeah, I, ooh. I, I don't I don't know much of it, but I can give you this. Um, you got the right stuff, baby. Love the way you turn me on. You got the right stuff, baby. Donny Warburg's okay. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> yeah, I, three, uh, two. Don't in my life with you. I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> but that's that. I, that's all I remember. Uh, uh. Oh, oh, that's what it was. That's what I did. I said, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Jonathan Brunner, dude, thank you so much. Really appreciate that, man. Uh, Mike and Jay, just want to say thank you. I'm having a blast as always hanging out with you guys. There's nothing I'd rather do more with my evenings than spend time with you guys and the rest of the Wham fam. Love you guys. Hey, hey, you, thanks, Jonathan. Jonathan. Thank Not you, necessary, man. my brother. Thank you very much, dude. Appreciate it. Please don't go, girl. Please don't go. That's another oh, song for oh, the new kids. Oh. Please don't go, girl. I, 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 I'm gonna have to listen to New Kids on the Block just so I know what you fucking people are talking about when you talk words. You know, uh, th- there was you. Well, you would know. Uh, you got the right stuff, and then uh, hang in tough. You would know that song. Like both those songs were the big, huge ones that New Kids launched with. Did you already read? Um, 
I feel like you did. I feel. Did you already read uh, Magic Emperor's? Yeah, I, I read. I read his. God is in his holy temple, <laughs> dude. That's that's what I was saying. Like, if you're, if that's how your dad is like walking towards the house when your mom has called him on the landline, <laughs> telling him that you've been naughty. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, don't make me call like you know, dad. like in that scene in Poltergeist two, that creepy ass fucking preacher. You are yeah. dead. Yeah, when she calls your dad, you're fucked. I just want, I just want Taylor, the Native American awesome shaman from Poltergeist two, be like the beast lies. Don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Stamps, thanks, buddy. He says I'm really into writing fan films, but unfortunately, most of them were lost. I had some written for Nightmare, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, and Batman. I'm currently working on rewriting them. Hey, man, that sucks. Mm. The worst thing I ever lost in my entire life that was like important to me was my virginity. No, it was actually that was important to you. Yeah, not at 15. Um, but that was, was like, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was a dark time. <laughs> there was some weird stuff going on. You a dark night on the collective soul. <laughs> you remember those times. Uh, not at 15. Motherfucker, no, I didn't 15. get down until 19. <laughs> you didn't get down, but your girlfriend and, and my girlfriend oh, did. That, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. But I didn't get, I didn't even get in it. And, and they were cheating on me. <laughs> well, no, you were there. It wasn't cheating because we were I wasn't, watching. I wasn't there. We were watching. What are you talking about? No, I'm talking about. I think you're talking about something nasty. I'm talking about 15. I'm talking about those two girls. Okay, that like okay. Well, you know, we don't need to talk about that live <laughs> on the open air uh, because okay. now, now people are gonna like, oh, was Rob Zombie there filming it somewhere in the crack of a fucking wall? Shush, shush. <laughs> but no, the worst thing I ever lost was my fucking cards, dude. Like, I know, I know you're talking about writing fan films and stuff and, and losing them, but I lost a bunch of cards. I had so many Kobe rookies. I had so many. One time I had all the Marvel Masterpiece cards. And I had my, my, my mom and my sister used to show horses. So I spent a lot of my youth just hanging around fucking barns that smelled like shit. Um, yeah. And just like walking around like, I don't care about horses. And like looking at my cards and shit like that or reading comic books in a field somewhere. But... I left my fucking collection, my whole binder collection of all the Marvel masterpiece cards, which are worth like actual money now. Yeah. And someone fucking stole them at a fucking horse show. Like what horse riding piece of shit wanted my goddamn 12 year old Marvel cards. They were worth, well, back then they probably were selling for a good penny. They were going for shit back then. Well, piece maybe, of they were shit. Gonna, maybe they knew, uh, maybe they, maybe they got a DeLorean and they went back in time and knew how much it was. Uh, they're probably worth. sell them on eBay right now. I could probably find the fucker that stole my cards when I was like nine. I think the worst thing I ever lost was, uh, my fucking book collection when my ex Skeletor wife fucking oh. sold them all to get fucking drugs for her goddamn arm. That hey. fucking blow job sucking bitch. To be fair, I tried to tell you to arm your way in that fucking I couldn't know, dude, because books. listen, I had a, I had a whole giant bookshelf and I had dude, I had. I had so many fucking Star Wars books. I had the Mass Effect books. I had all the Stephen King books. I had every Stevie, like every single Stephen King book possible, even hardcover editions. And that fucking nasty Jolly Ranch cunt went and sold them all to support her habit. And I'm like, fuck! I felt like Powder. Remember Powder when he like goes down to his basement and he just has that one thing and all the empty bookshelves? And she's like, they took everything. He's like, yeah. <laughs> it was terrible but yeah that was the worst thing i i hated losing all my books and i also lost all my strategy guides that i had for all my games because i had a giant stack of strategy guides for all my rpgs yeah anyway. no you had a yeah. lot of shit in there but man. you know i also lost my self-respect 10 minutes ago when mike brought up when we were 15 <laughs> <laughs> hey, you didn't do anything that you lose your self-respect for that was a pretty goddamn cool well, day. i know but that i don't like a good day it was a great day <laughs> So but I don't want to talk about it with everybody else. 
because that was a private show. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. Cody Buchanan says, my son's 14 and I'm 35. We play wrestling all the time and he can take me, LOL. He takes makes me tap out like a little girl. Cody, buddy, you got to get in the gym. You got to start lifting. When that kid's 17 and he wants to take over your fucking house, you're going to have to you're going to have to do something. You he's know? gonna roll. He's gonna come up in his El Camino one day in your driveway, speaking like Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> he's like, "Dad, get out of my house." Yes, son. Here's twenty dollars. Oh, actually, yeah. that sounds like Ultimate Warrior. The gods passed down the <laughs> champion blood to me, Dad. You are no longer worthy of the warrior spirit. <laughs> grubby said what's up by the way man he said if we ran for mom she said that we have to stop sometime and then look that's, out that yeah. that's another good one yeah yeah your mom was like you could run from her like you could you could outsmart her for a few minutes but you gotta sleep in that fucking house <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah, you they, said they, your mom they, will they, just creep in your room and be like you know what I, that's you know how what that's I how mom always, she's like you gotta come home sometime baby i know you coming home <laughs> by the way there, there was this really thing uh this really funny thing uh back when we were kids mom uh, she got real creative with the punishments. One day she said, uh, cause Mike, uh, Cody and I had done something uh, bad. I don't know what it was. Um, cause we were pretty bad kids. I was pretty, I, I thought I was smart. I thought I was the Lex Luthor of doing bad things. Cause I would blame it on Cody or I was Cody, was, to... uh, Cody was worse. You were just Cody, an asshole. Well, Cody was a doomsday. Like I would just unleash him on whatever and get him in trouble. And I was Lex Luthor, <laughs> like laughing with my pipe. I'm like, oh, I have made this happen. But sometimes I would get caught too. Uh, yeah. mom was just like Superman. She would find out. It doesn't matter. But Cody, uh, we got in trouble for something. And then mom's like, all right, well, boys, what we're going to do here is I'm going to let you. And she looked at me. You're going to pick out Cody's switch. And Cody, you're going to pick out JT's switch. So we had to go out in the yard and pick out a switch that mom was going to like uh, spank us with. And I got I, I told Cody, I was like, man, listen, I'm going to get you a really small easy going barely alive branch that's going to break on two hits no big deal and if you do that for me then we're we're square i i did that because i was like yeah that sounds good i went out and got that i got a really flimsy nothing bullshit switch cody came back with a fucking log from jurassic park <laughs> of course he did volume two and he was like here mom this is for jt <laughs> and i was like you motherfucker and i'd already given her the anyway it's, it's crazy. It's hey, crazy. by the way, I got I got to say something here real quick. I got I got to say something just because I don't want imaginations running wild into some weird shit. All that happened was we got we got our girlfriends to make out when we were 15 years old. Okay? That's that's Oh it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were yeah, they were and they, they they were in the same age bracket. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> yeah, like was there legal. wasn't weird. <laughs> we didn't go to a college party when we were 15 and like have get taken advantage yeah. of by like some no, college just, students. Yeah, I just the way we left that on a cliffhanger, I didn't want someone to go wild with their crazy. It, it made think it was something way worse than that. That's all. That's all. It was it was, it was yeah. It, yeah, we just they just they they made out and they got on top of each other and they 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 rubbed around and and Mike and I were the only people invited to the show. And that was good. And there was this weird creepy guy that he wanted to keep coming into the room. Like, no, you're not coming in here. Okay, this is for Mike and I. This is our girlfriends. You can stay the fuck out. By the out. way, we were also 15. Just to No, we were all clear. underage. I mean, we were like, yeah, this is not like it wasn't like we were at fucking Uncle Teddy's house. But at drinking 15, that goddamn was like a blue ribbon. Yeah, at 15, that was pass. like seeing a baseball park for the first time. <laughs> Good Real Hunting says, thanks for being awesome and genuine, guys. You all are an inspiration for us. Keep rocking. Enjoy the weekend. What nice words, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I don't know if we should be inspirations. Make sure that you only take the good parts and not the bad. But really appreciate that, man. Thanks a lot. 
Um, I feel like I feel like weird that we had to admit. Like I feel like we were like I know. forced to admit it. Well, I just I thought I was thinking in my own brain. I was worrying. I was thinking someone's gonna think we did some weird ass shit. You know what I mean? So I didn't want to because we made it seem probably cooler than it was. <laughs> well, I, I know, but I mean, it's like it's like uh, we, time, we, we, it we just said we were fifteen. We were yeah. fucking fifteen. <laughs> Dude, it was awesome. It was fucking awesome. And like, I still think it's still awesome. Like, I like if there was a category in my brain, my brain looks like Jeopardy with all the categories laid out. And there's a two hundred, and, <laughs> and there's a daily double, and then there's the bonus round. Like that shit is in the daily double, fucking two thousand fucking mark. Okay, so hell no. That was a good time. I just didn't know we were going to share it with everybody. Because so, that was a private show. Oh, fuck. Jeremy Blevins, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate it. He says, in middle school, my dad worked third shift driving a tractor trailer, and I didn't want to go to school one morning. My dad tore my room apart and backed me up against the wall and told me to clean my room. So I did. Yeah, yeah you, you did. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you did. I wouldn't too, man. I'll yeah, never... but those, those are the best kind of dads too, because those kind of dads, like when they get really pissed off at you and they're like a man's man, like you know, it's such a misconception because a man's man doesn't necessarily mean they're going to beat you or hurt you or anything like that. They usually, right. what they do is they have to be stern with you. And then when it's over, they just want to hang out with their son or their daughter. They're like, hey, that's awesome. Do you want to go to the mall or do you want to watch some movies or do you want to play a video game? Yeah. Like those are usually like softies, yeah. but you gotta so. let them know, yeah, to respect you, you know. But and, and and I'll never forget, dude. I'll never forget when I, so I graduated high school at age seventeen, and when I say graduated, I mean I didn't get to walk. I graduated two weeks late. I had to graduate in summer school because I was stupid. Um, you were twenty three. No, maybe <laughs> no. I I was working though, so I like I literally got my finally got my certificates. Like I gotta go to work now because I was working at like age fifteen through high school, but I was stupid in school, so. I would I went and I got my uh, uh, my thing or whatever and then like I decided like I totally missed the college window so I took a window there I, I took a year I was like I was just dude, by the way out. you're you're doing like uh, the- like an interpretive dance dooby dooby doop 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 ah <laughs> I was, I was. graduated high school 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 got a job <laughs> uh, multiple jobs uh, but no yeah. I uh, um quit some of them many of them but I um. What the fuck was I talking about? No, I'll never forget. I was yeah. like, I was like 18 oh. and I was just, I took like six weeks there and I didn't have a job. And my dad would always, he'd wake up at 4am, 5am, be gone for three weeks at a time. He was, he fucking worked. He worked his fucking ass off when I was that age. And normally he wasn't, he was so busy working. He didn't really get involved in any of this shit. Right. But one day I'll never forget the day he kicked open my fucking door and I'm, I'm laying there. I'm listening to some green day on my fucking headphones, long view, you know, was it dookie? No. Oh. Yeah, it was dookie. It was long view. Like oh. just sit around and jerk off all day, man. This is my Ooh-wee. life. Now. I'm just going to smoke some dope, sit around, jerk off. I like room this I all like day this. long. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. No, says I, my dad fucked one day. He just said he was probably on his way out to work, picked up a suitcase and said, you know what? I'm going to set this fucking kid straight today. Actually, probably dropped you know, I, think, I think your mom had probably told him. Probably. She probably fucking told him, too. But yeah. he walked in there and just decided, I'm going to fucking kick that door open. And I'm going to... It was like 7.30 in the morning. He was like, you get your fucking ass up, and you go out there, and you get a goddamn job. That's not what he said, because he didn't curse. But he was just like, you get a job today! And I was like, oh, God! What do you want? Can I have a bagel? <laughs> <laughs> Can at least yeah, have a dude. bagel on my way out the door. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's the but, worst when your parents give you an undressing, it, when you're oh, just yeah. trying to chill out, play with your wiener and your balls in the middle of the morning, and then they kick the door in. Like, yeah. you want to sleep away the rest of your life? <laughs> get up and enjoy it, and go outside and get a job. Yeah, man. yeah, that was the worst. That that was that. Like, if I had died in my early twenties, 
it would have been my epitaph would have been get a job. <laughs> that's why I say it would get a job. Uh, Cause that's literally all that came out of my mom and dad's mouth for a few years. Um, oh yeah. But Holy shit. Uh, we have talked for 40 fucking minutes oh, and yeah. not got uh, uh, even an iota of Joker 2 news. But by the way, we've got 287 people in here hey, hey. having a ball Give yourself a listening to our fucked up childhoods. Thanks for like hanging that. out with us. Thanks like for hanging that. out with us. Uh, we'll get these last super chats. We'll knock out the news real quick before we go because as, as we promised. Sorry for going on a rant there, guys. Um, but thank you, Jeremy. Really appreciate that, man. Uh, P. Rich, really appreciate that, man. He says, Michael J., have you ever tried Molson Canadian beer and edibles candies? I've never eaten an edible because I have anxiety and it would give me a fucking panic attack and I'd be running around my house butt naked screaming about like aliens attacking my butthole. Uh, I've never had Molson's. Maybe I've, no, I don't think I've ever had a Molson's. Have you what ever you had Molson's? To, man? I mean, you know how I am with like new beer. Like, yeah. I ain't never had that. Well, we'll do I'm a taste probably, test then. Uh, word of the day <laughs> Van Thompson is right. Word of the day, job. J O B. You're going to get you a G O B. <laughs> Boy, I spelled your shit for 22 years. You can't spell mine for five minutes. Bring your ass up in here. <laughs> Eric James says, that was awesome. You guys deserve a tip, maybe even two, behind Applebee's. You know what you're saying uh, at midnight. Love you guys. Thanks for always Thank being celebrators. Thank you, Eric, man. Love you, dude. Appreciate that, man, a lot. Uh, and But Eric, know, I, I mean, dark things happen card? behind Applebee's every night of yeah, the week. I mean, can we get a gift card? No matter where, where you are in America or where your kids are at 11 p.m. at night, there's dark things happening in a dark alleyway behind an Applebee's right now. And some of them are good things. Some yeah, of them are it, bad it, things. It is actually true. Yes. I mean, there could be like a really awesome hot hookup with with a waitress. Or it could be like Basketball Diaries with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Or like, you know, some 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 wife is out there cheating on her husband with her high school boyfriend in the parking lot at Applebee's. Well, Those I mean, it's good for things. it's a good time for her. It's not a good time for her husband. Or her family. Yeah. Uh, but dude, there's also good things happening. Some guy just took a hit off a blunt and he's uh, yeah. uh, Gary Catlow or uh, Mar Marco Vivil Toro says new kids on the block are like the American version of Menudo. I don't know what that means, but I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Menudo dude. Menudo was the uh, Spanish boy band group that came out in the eighties as well. Uh, led by a very, very young Menudo. Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin uh, was a part of that boy band. Really? Um, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Menudo. And by the way, you would know this motherfucker if you actually paid attention to pop-up videos Menudo. when they were on VH1. No, they didn't do this. They Menudo. did this. Menudo. <laughs> and they were, they were they were hot, sexy boys from Mexico, Hispanic, great skin. That's where Ricky Martin Menudo. started. And uh, yeah, they were good. Uh, but you're right. You're right. Your comparison is pretty much spot on. It's kind of strange, though. Ricky Martin, I think he only brought up Menudo a couple of times in interviews because he left them all behind because he went on to she bangs, she bangs. Oh, oh baby, oh. but she moves. <laughs> so yeah. crazy. Gary Catlow says, my dad was a prick. He would hit my mother and he once set the house on fire with me and mom inside. I said, when I grow up, he's fucked, but I haven't seen him in years and I'm more chill now as an adult. Hey, damn, that man fucking sucks i'm really sorry to hear that and by the way that's a good point to mention that as we joke about our childhoods and stuff like that we never had to do that stuff like that you know there's there's a whole bunch of like fucked up people who do yeah. fucked up awful things when we laugh about our childhoods they weren't that so we're not we're not making light or making like jokes about stuff like that some of that shit's real serious fucked up and gary i'm so sorry that fucking happened and you know what it's probably better that you haven't seen him you don't even need to fuck him up because wherever he is i promise you 
In his brain, he's probably feeling guilty as fuck for the way he spent his life doing for sh- sure. disgusting yeah, for sure. shit I mean, like well, that. You know, and fuck him, and he'll burn in hell with Satan's asshole. But yeah. it's it's the same thing. If look, if you, I make fun of the decade of the 1940s, I'm not really making light of the fact that World War right. II happened and Nazi camp went on. So right. I mean, you know, exactly. it is what it is. But exactly. But yeah, we're yeah. talking about our experiences, and that's what we're talking about. But yeah, man, that sucks that it happened for show. For show. Someone said. That was weird. I was trying to look for. That's weird. Uh, Chuck and Renee Eggers says, "Can we get some Slenderman and Mark Wahlberg?" LOL. Uh, uh, well, I love you, Chuck and Renee, but you gotta give us a topic. Yeah, we ain't got no topics, so it's kind of hard for us just to, like really riff on it. Well, we'll stop talking about the news that we were gonna talk about. It's the perfect introduction. It's the perfect introduction to talk about Joker two. They're gonna make a Joker two movie. Can you believe it? Why you sound like you got gum inside your lips? Because I'm excited about this clown. You you excited about clown? I'm excited about the clown. What him doing? Is he making water balloons or is he making like animals? Joaquin Phoenix probably wakes up at like 4 a.m. He's probably getting in the gym. He's probably getting it. He's probably getting it on real hard. Protein bars, turkey burgers, all that shit like that. He's got to get it down. He's got to get slim for Joker. Him gonna get like a, such a stomach ache from doing <laughs> all that right away, and that happened. Because he wants to play a clown. He hey, just thought you got to go to clown school. Hey, let me ask you this, Mr. Slenderman. Do What's you think do you which one do you think is healthier? Which one do you think is better for carbs? Which one do you think is better for the Atkins diet? Do you which think that room? Jimmy John's or, or Subway is better for well, the Atkins Ms. diet? Yeah, well we don't know Mr. Atkins at all. I mean, if he sound like high school teacher. But me will say what is healthier is a subway sandwich. So if Mr. Wahlberg wants to get healthy on the ship. Me will assume that him would go to Subway Sandwich. Well, which one has more protein? Because I need to get some fucking protein. You got to go to freaking uh, Subway Sandwich. How much you is the double not meat say option? The there. Don't do that. How much is the double meat option? The double meat option? Yeah. Well, it depends if you know the person making you sandwich. <laughs> if you know the person making you sandwich, it's not going to be as listed, the price. I think everybody should come to Wahlburgers because we got a double protein option. But that is not, but you, if you come to, but not every place in the world has Wahlburgers. Your shit's about as fresh as my fucking asshole. That's so smelly. (laughs) That's so nasty that you even compared that. It's about as fresh as Donnie's fucking career. That shit's old as shit. It may be old, but him still rocking it out with leather pants on. We saw him on VHO, VH1 behind the music. He was rocking it out. Have a good old time. In the uh, what's this news about Joker two? Joker two, yeah. Joker two. Serious. Put on your fucking serious face, Jay. All right. Huh? Fucking do it. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Joker two is reportedly being written by the original movie's director, Todd Phillips, who directed yeah. the movie. Is reportedly, I don't know what that means in this instance, mm. but has reportedly been tapped to also write the sequel, which means, and the only news here is that. There's gonna be a sequel because they never officially said, "Hey, it's gonna be a fucking Joker." I, I got I got mixed bag on this, man. Me too. Uh, you know, it's weird. I I I really really loved like Joaquin Phoenix as Joker, man. I mean, to me, like, and I know people are gonna hate on this, but I think he's better than Heath Ledger. I think he's like right up there. I think he's slightly better than Heath Ledger's Joker. I I just like I liked Joaquin Phoenix's performance better. As Joker, I like the. You tell lies and I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm gonna go fuck dance yeah. down. I'm gonna go dance down some stairs later on, and fuck I don't give yeah. a fuck. 
But yeah, that's how I felt when I when I do that. When I say he was better than Heath Ledger, I dance I danced down some stairs and smoke a cigarette. But anyway, no, uh, I just I, I liked him. Uh, I liked him better. I think he. Um, I think the story was better told. And yes, I, I I've heard the argument. Well, if Heath Ledger had had a whole movie dedicated to him, it would have been different. Yes, of course, I understand. But I'm just saying in this context. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix was incredible in it, and it was an amazing introduction to a new age Joker that wasn't Heath Ledger, that wasn't Jack Nicholson, that wasn't Jared Leto, that needs a sandwich and some bananas to get his weight up, and and some tattoo remover. He was his own guy. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix took that role and made it fucking his. It is unique to Joaquin, and I think overall it was an amazing flick that was also directed or written by a guy that had been known more for comedy mm-hmm. in the hangover series than anything else, which is also a testament to him. Um, and, but I feel like it ended so solidly. I feel like if you're not going to do anything more with that character, if you're not going to put it in the Matt Reeves, Batman, if you're not going to have those universes crossover mm-hmm. end it, but at the same time, I do want to see where it goes. I kind of want to see what they do. But at the same, but I always feel I feel like right now it's just you could. It's so easy to go downhill. Yeah, I, dude, I felt this way after I watched it. Like I, like I've, I've let this movie sit on my face over time, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I still appreciate it. Take out the pubes. The, yeah, the, the 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 performance was great. The movie was great. But the more and more I thought about it over time, the more and more I go. What's the fucking point of a sequel to it at all? It really isn't. Because it's like the point was to tell a different, weird, like alternate version kind of take on Joker. And whether they said it was or not, it felt like an alternate world. It didn't feel like this world. It mm-hmm. felt like a different version of it. It felt like it was meant to say, hey, and, and, and again, the whole point of the Joker is how many times has he lied about his origin story? So mm-hmm. to go in and make a Joker and make an origin story, fine. Because it could just sit out there, and it's not the Heath Ledger origin story. It's not the Jack yeah. Nicholson origin story. It's just a weird, one-shot, strange thing they did, and it fucking worked. But to make that the official... If you do a sequel to that, it feels more official than I feel like it needs to be. And also, we saw it. We saw him rise from a child. <laughs> that sounds weird. But we saw him rise yeah. to the point where he's the Joker, and everybody has the clown mask on, and he started this thing, and it left off the way it did. I just don't see a need for a Joker without a Batman for more than one movie. It's, it, well, it, yeah, that's that's the interesting argument right there. And and the fact is, um, that's where I'm torn because Joaquin was so great in it and he was so yeah. awesome in his role. And, mm-hmm. and, he, and he really was. He was a superb Joker. He was so good. Mm-hmm. And, and and they did touch. They, this is what I mean. When, the, when they had some kind of social commentary, they did it in a very, very subtle, great way in this film. Uh, they talked about mental health. And they did it in a very, very awesome way. Right. Um, and not like shoving it, you know, this big, fat, ugly, veiny cock in your mouth. They did it in ways that you didn't know you were getting butt fucked. But I liked I liked the fact that they had those elements. Like, you know, he was obviously a mentally disturbed individual. And he starts slowly losing touch with reality. And that's what slowly leads him into this delirium. And then people are cheering him, his anarchy. And then it kind of bolsters his own confidence. And then he just fully embraces the character. But at the same time, I I also feel like if you end the movie with him just being that, Mike and I have talked multiple times on DC doing one shots. Mm -hmm. That's a great one shot. That's a great one shot. Yes. Uh, if you want to do a sequel, though, I can't argue against it because it made a billion fucking dollars. Mm-hmm. DC is desperate for anything really positive at this point. And um, 
But but what do you do? Here's the thing. What do you do at this point when you go into a sequel? Do you introduce a Batman? You have to at this point. Right. Because and here's the reason why. And this is this is the last thing I'll say about it. This is the number one reason why I don't think there needs to be a Joker sequel. And it's because of this. I've seen since the movie came out. Now, there was a bunch of talk when the movie was coming out, like, oh, are we going to oh a white guy who has middle issues and we're all oh, going to yeah, side with okay, him and all that stuff? Because like it can't that. happen to a black guy or anybody else. Right. But like, oh, we're going to we're going to make this white guy yeah. with middle issues a hero. And people are upset about that. And I'm like, you got to check the nuances here, guys. And look at what's going on. That being said, though, at the same he was time, disturbed. the movie ends. Like he was, he was a he was a, a a sympathetic character up to a point. The minute he pulled that gun out and he shot Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. and he shot um, De Robert Niro. De Niro, yeah, he became he wasn't sympathetic anymore. And I, I I feel like that's a fact. The minute that he decided to openly pull a gun out and murder another human being, which like he had murdered people up until that point, but. Uh, they all kind of came in succession, yeah. right? The first people he murdered were actually like attacking him. You know what I mean? They were actually physically attacking him and putting his life in danger. So mm. it was like leading his way there. Still sympathetic. The moment that he that he starts to murder people, that he becomes a murderer, he's no mm. longer sympathetic and he's a full-on bad guy. To me, that means that a sequel where he's sympathetic can't exist. Because the second that he starts well, killing I, people, and I, I'm yeah. seeing people side with him, and I'm seeing them go, oh, I feel like that too. No, it's not okay to feel like you can ever pull out a gun and shoot anybody or murder anybody because they were mean to you. Yeah. And I feel like if they go into a sequel territory and he's still, like in a, in a, in a venom way, if he's still the main focus and sympathetic after what he's done, it does not work anymore to me. No, yeah, and, and here's the thing. Um, he was, you're right, he was very sympathetic. He was a very sympathetic character. You could empathize with being left out, uh, treated like shit, looked over, not appreciated, uh, and that's the character they were going for. And because of this, this weight that's on him mentally, he he breaks, he breaks, and and that happens in real life. I mean, unfortunately, that really does happen with uh, mental health. You know, people, you know, people that have these problems, mm -hmm. he broke. Um, yeah, and when he pulled the gun and he said, "You get what you fucking deserve." A lot of people, I, I, a lot of people clapped because uh, in those instances, he said, I'm tired of pretending that it's not. I'm tired of pretending to live in your little society and that everything fits in this nice little box with a bow. And you tell me what I think is funny. And you tell me what I think is great. You tell me what I, he was just, that, that's why people gravitated toward this character, I think, is because right. it was a, a guy against the established system. Mm -hmm. But, you know, obviously, you know, committing murder is not really the way to get your message across. And now what I think happened with Joker or Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is that he lost touch completely with reality. And what he became was a victim of uh, social media. Well, there was no social media, but he became a victim of his own fame. He wanted to and he be was already mentally ill. So well, he but, but as soon as he got this, he latched onto it, and now he fully embraced this idea of his right. godlike powers that he can somehow inspire a uprising or a um, uh, or, you know, uh, what what what's the word? Um, anarchy, uh, anarchist, and but Which yeah, but a the sequel, exact bad wrong message you want to send, but, you know right, what I mean? I, but I'm well, you know, the, if he's going to be sympathetic, I, I'm not. Yeah, Sorry, I'm not. I'm not dogging the movie. The movie's great. Right. Uh, it, it'd be cool if they had like something at the very back end. Uh, you know, uh, you don't have to. Okay, that, you don't. Have, but uh, like a number for suicide or or for a mental health number, whatever. Uh, at the very end of the movie, like a number. Uh, you could have done that. But either way, 
going forward with a sequel, you got to now embrace and you got to go full on evil. You got to make Joker. Yeah. You got to make him unsympathetic. You got to make him unempathetic. You got to make him kill fucking puppies and kittens and and babies and kids. You there's one. And by the way, Joker's done some really fucking disturbing things in the DC comic books. Uh, Like there's one scene specifically in a DC comic book. I remember he sets a, a, a poison bomb in a child hospital and he kills all the babies and he right. thinks that's hilarious. So if you're going to move forward with the sequel at this point, you've got to make Joker. Now you got to make Joaquin Phoenix Joker not relatable anymore. And he has got to be so fucking evil. I 100% agree. And if you're going to make your if you're going to make your lead that bad, then there has got to be a good guy. He cannot be the sympathetic lead after what he did. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. Like if Batman's going to be in the movie, then yes, there there could be a Joker too. But if there's not, I have a hard time imagining us being sympathetic towards this character because and, here's the yeah. thing. Up until the point where he starts, and I'll say it again, but I'll say it much briefer. Up until the points where he starts murdering people, he's sympathetic. But the second that you start murdering people, that's when you go, okay, no, you're yeah. fuck, you are a fucking bad guy now. Especially in today's society where mm. the way to take that hate and that anger and that and that abuse that you've taken is to take it into a positive route, obviously, right. and like stop bullying and stop shit like that. You can't you can't respond that way because then you literally are the bad guy. And not like right. you're seen as a bad guy, but you are the bad guy. So another sequel with him doing the same shit he was doing here if they try to make him sympathetic in a sequel it will not fucking yeah, work you, and it'll yeah, be a you, shit yeah, show that's what yeah exactly we agree on that because you got to go the opposite way he's got to yeah. he you got to make a movie where he's so disgustingly bad and he at this point walking phoenix phoenix joker is so terrible and he does you you got to show atrocities you got to show you got to show some bad shit for people to be finally like God, this is not a guy to root for. Like, this right. is actually a disturbed, nasty motherfucker. And like, I think someone said the killing joke where he rapes Barbara uh, Gordon. Right. A, a paralyzed chick. He paralyzes her. Now okay? that would now, be a lead now, in if you had a Batman. Right. Exactly. Now here's the thing, and, and and some of you guys don't know, and I'm not trying to like, you know, I'm not talking, I'm not talking tales outside of school. This actually happened. Some of you Batman fans out there that may not know about this, or or people that just watch the movies, there's a scene in the Killing Joke where Joker literally. A paralyzed Barbara Gordon, which is, you know, uh, Commissioner Gordon's daughter, Batgirl, he paralyzed her, uh, and then he breaks into her apartment and rapes her, and then, I mean, I'm not, you know, he rapes her violently, and then takes pictures of it, and then posts it around an amusement park, and then kidnaps Commissioner Gordon, and makes him go through the tunnel with all the pictures of what he did to his daughter. Now, at that point, he is so unsympathetic. He's he's this fucking nasty individual, this sick fucker. Batman comes in and fucks him up. But you're right. If you don't have Batman in it, what's the point of doing it? Right. I mean, I, I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, exactly. unless you're gonna actually move him further into the now, there there could be a reason Joker 2 could move him further into Matt Reeves' Batman because Batman is just starting out in the Matt Reeves. And that Batman. makes sense. Yeah, I'm just saying what the thing that's bothered me, and again. I want to make it very clear. I do not side with the people who say Joker shouldn't exist because of blah, blah, blah. I But I, I, I have seen something disturbing. They said the that he shouldn't exist? No, they, they said the movie shouldn't exist because of all that dumb shit. But, oh. Uh, I have seen some people that disturbingly after the movie have come out say that they sympathize with what he did. They sympathize 
with the fact mm. that he went out and started murdering people because he was picked on and stuff like that. And that is absolutely disgusting and the wrong fucking message to send. And it's it's yeah. completely the incorrect way to take this movie. That's not what they're going for at all. So if they went further with that, I think it's irresponsible and I don't think that they should do it. But that you know, that's that is what it is. But if yeah, you got you gotta have a good guy in there because Joker's not a good guy anymore. No yeah, writer says Christ Jay. I'm I'm not I like I said, I'm not talking I, I, I didn't make that up. I, that happened. Real. That's in yeah. the comic books. Yeah, exactly. And they made an animated movie on it. Exactly. Uh, I'm just saying, like, if it were me, okay, if I were the studio with Joker, what I want to it's the same thing with Michael Myers, it's the same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy Krueger. I don't want him to be relatable. Mm. I don't want these mother like look, we all love Michael. But we all love Freddy Krueger, and we think he's a pop culture icon. He's an MTV guy. He's a pedophile, motherfuckers. Yeah. He literally likes to fucking dilly little kids, little boys and girls. But they don't explore that because they don't want to have the backlash on it. But yeah. that's what you got to do to make that villain a real villain. And then to uh, to offset that, you got to have the hero. Yeah. The one that represents all the opposite of that. Like the, the, the true beginning, like the, the, the hope, the mm -hmm. hero. Yeah, but anyway, he, he can be point. sympathetic up until the point where he starts to commit those crimes, sure. But the second he commits those crimes, he's a piece of shit. You know right. what I mean? Like, and, and that's all I'm saying, is. all I'm saying, well, I think we're both in agreement here. I, I'm Absolutely. excited to see what they want to do, yeah. but I'm hesitant. And if they're going to lead in, if they finally say Matt Reeves Batman is going to connect with the Joker then I universe, mm -hmm. then I'm like, fuck yeah, let's 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 build that up. Let's yeah. see what happens. 100%, dude. Jonathan Brunner says, I wanted to do that for you guys. You guys have been the, such a big sport to me and really helped keep my spirits up through the last couple months. We love you, Jonathan. Thank you so much, brother. Thanks, uh, man. You're an awesome fucking dude, and you're a fucking strong fucking dude. And keep killing it, my friend. Uh, we love you. Anthony Stamp says, video idea, Slenderman works for DoorDash delivering Subway sandwiches. That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> that would be hell. Yeah, we could get away with doing that. That would be we really funny. He should pull up with like an actual like uh, Jimmy John's. Like, actually, I don't think you should eat this. So what? What we have here? <laughs> and this, you ordered this, and then I would torpedo it. I'm like, fuck uh, it. Gary Catlow says in the comics he gives three origins. Once was a failed comedian, Arthur mm. Fleck. One was a hitman for the mob called Jack Dapier. One was Red Hood. So to do a trilogy, uh, do that, not sequels. That's interesting. That'd be thought cool. Too. And then uh, plus, like he would. Oh, that would be cool. Like Joaquin Phoenix would have a new origin in the sequel. That's interesting too. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, for sure. Different. Uh, yeah. diff different. Different. But I also, I also feel like this is where Warner Brothers is so fucking stupid. They're so yeah. stupid. They have all these different things to pull from, like the, the idea of the three Jokers that just happened in the DC comic books, where you could literally have Jack Nicholson's Joker, uh, cool. Jared Leto's Joker, and then Joaquin Phoenix's Joker be in one movie together, and that they've always represented a different side of Joker. Well, look at the many different ways society can right. create a villain. And, and you can That's have them in one movie. Yeah, I mean, Heath Ledger, unfortunately, is gone, so you can't do him. But, but right, just like, but like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you did, if you did another brand new origin story, whether it's Joaquin or someone else, and you said, "Hey, look at how else you can treat people like shit and end up creating this mm -hmm. fucking monster that we're all scared to death of," it's that's interesting a little bit, I think. But I like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Last thing that we want to talk about tonight, and we will get the fuck out of here, guys. Is there was an interesting thing I saw on Reddit tonight, and I just wanted to ask you guys your opinion on it. Some food for thought, something to think about. Someone posted on Reddit. They said, "How do you think the climax to Halloween ends will play out?" Please no spoilers if you read the script. Same thing here. Uh, don't spoil. Well, we it did. We, well, we, we we read the script. Uh, Mike and I are friends with Chris Nelson, so we yeah. know he sent it to us. We know everything. That's a lie. We're joking, uh, <laughs> but uh, we don't know shit. And we refuse to read the Halloween Kill script, by the way, because we don't want to know. But 
uh, here's their three options. How do you think it'll end? But what I'm not asking you how you think it'll end. What I'm asking you is which one. No, actually, I am asking you how you think it would end. What do you think happens at the end of Halloween ends? A, Lori kills Michael. B, Michael kills Lori. C, Lori and Michael die together. What do you all think happens? I think that's, that I mean, I, I think what I want, um, and I, and again, I don't want to, it's real. I, I hate speculating because it could be so fucking wrong, but I, I really, I think, I think, I think, uh, story-wise, story-wise watching the flick, I think that the best way to end it is Lori and Michael killing each other in, in a, in a very, um, dramatic way with the music you know i would also i would i would slow down the john carpenter halloween theme music like and then put some beats into it and make it a very dramatic moment uh and you know and again it 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 would be like you know um van helsing slaying dracula like you you lock them in a battle where they're neither one's going to get out of it alive Mm. and um and and you end it that way however I kind of got, I got a weird feeling, man. I got a weird feeling that Jamie doesn't make it out of the second one. Well, I think she's already signed on for the third one, though. She is, but for flashback sequences, maybe. Because we don't know what, (laughs) we don't, but we don't know what that contractual agreement is. I mean, you signed on for three movies, 100%. But you could be dead in the second one, and then all you signed on more, you could be in the flashbacks. Yeah, that's true. And then they really let Allison take over the lead for the third one. But I think that's what they want to do anyway. It could be. It's possible. Uh, you know, I think, I think, you know, how ballsy would it be, by the way? I just want to say this real quick. How ballsy would it be to have the end of Halloween ends to be Michael killing Lori and getting away with it? And then the movie ends. And then what do you have? You have the exact same feels that you had sort of at the end of Halloween, the original mm-hmm. one, where he disappears from the grassy knoll and he's gone. And then they sh- you hear him breathing and you he see shot the living JFK. room shots. You see the living room shots and you sh- see all that shit. Only this is even more fucked up and perverse because yeah. he finally kills Lori and then the movie ends. And then Michael's free. Lori's dead. They're never going to f- follow this movie up. That To me, that would be the most ballsy, wild, fucking scary ending. If you had to ask, I think maybe that's where they should go. But I think what will happen is that I think my best think guess is that I, I think I think actually option uh, A, I think Lori will kill Michael and uh, she she'll die in the process. So well, that'd actually, be option C. Yeah, I'm a fucking liar. Option C is probably where it's going to go. By the go. way, JT Kessler says Lori J. I know I said Jamie because I'm talking about Jamie Lee Curtis. But yeah, Lori. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I yeah, I, I don't think it's going to yeah. be, uh, you know, I, I don't think Lori's. Yeah, I don't think Lori's yeah. gonna kill him. Look, and I don't even honestly, I don't even feel like it would be ballsy and it would be crazy if if Michael did kill her and run away. I killed her, ha ha ha, and he run away like in a South Park episode. And then the fucking stuff. But, drops. but the thing is, they only want to do three movies. Uh, Blumhouse wants to do three flicks with him. No, there's no continuation, but they just end it. And they go, hey, Michael won. Fucking well, dark shit, isn't it? Bye. I I, I I think that they're gonna wrap it up. I think that them killing both or each other makes the most sense but it does you're right again lori and again the reason why um look it's not a secret that they want to push andy manichak and they want to push you know other characters forward if they pushed uh lori strode out in halloween kills and they wrote her character off he kills her and they make it a dramatic scene they were going to have a dramatic fight 
I mean, they had a dramatic fight <clears throat> in Halloween 2018, but not as dramatic as they really wanted to make it. Mm-hmm. If they make, if they saved all that energy and all that shit for the second one, and they make this dramatic fight, and he fucking slices Laurie Strode's goddamn throat and almost, de- you know, beheads her straight up, and it almost rolls onto fucking, uh, you know, the set of True Lies because he 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 cut Jamie Lee Curtis' head too. off that bad. <clears throat> I think. She shows up in flashback sequences or she shows up in memories or ghostly images or something like that in the third one. And then they push everything on, like Mike said, Annie or um, or whatever, and have her continue the story on. And that's the final battle yeah. uh, with Michael. And I almost feel like that is that's very Shakespearean. I feel like a Lori has fought him all these years. She fought him in 2018. They finally have a head in the, in the second one, which is usually the darkest of the films. If you're doing a trilogy, it's usually the darkest, like mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back. And then in third one, you have the new, the new blood, right, taking it up. So and there's there's also the possibility that we we know that that Lori Strode's going to be in the hospital in Halloween Kills. There's also the mm-hmm. possibility of the fact that she's in the hospital. She's going to be kind of out of sight, out of mind for a while, and then the whole movie is going to be about Michael and the Dude. town and everybody else while she's there. And then the third movie, they circle back to Lori, and then they do the final ma- ma- matchup between the two of them too. That's another option. You didn't, but, you know what? I'm so glad you brought that up. That's really good. By the way, I don't know what you mean, Charles. Uh, we don't rob zombie H2. Uh, we don't rob zombie H2. I don't know what you mean. Uh, that's not a rob zombie. Uh, I don't know you what you're talking about. Uh, you need to eat chips ahoy and calm down. I love um, what I was. I don't know what he was talking about. Anyway, I. But it's really interesting that you brought up the hospital scene because, what if that's where she dies? That's a callback to H two, and a lot of people thought she was not going to survive that night when Michael was using a fucking stupid ass scalpel hunting yeah. down the nurses and doctors. I feel like that would be because look. Halloween 2018, if they proved anything, they proved that they like to have callbacks. They like to throw in some fan service. If the final battle took place in a hospital or at least took place around the hospital or or whatever, and Lori is in the hospital, I feel like you're going to have a moment with Michael and Lori in the actual hospital. And they never really had a full-on fight necessarily. Uh, Loomis was the one that came in and 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 fucked the world up when Lori tagged him in. It was like Legion of Doom. She tagged in Hawk to come in and, and deal the deal the dirty. Yeah. So well, I, mean, I don't I th- know. I, th- I think just the fact that it's already in the hospital already does the callback itself. But I do think that like I, I I'm not saying she absolutely survives Halloween Kills. You could be right with the flashbacks. I but I going back to the end of the question. I just think that I think the most likely scenario is that they do die together. But I I do wonder though, man, because here's what you have to think about is the fact that they intended for a second there, they intended for Halloween 2018 to be the only movie they made, right? Mm. They had a trilogy in mind, but then for a while there, they thought, let's just make this a one movie finale and then move on. Remember we talked to John Passarella, the guy who wrote the novel and he even had to call them. And he was like, I wrote this novel under the understanding that this is the only standalone movie we're doing. And in that novel and in the original thing they did, it was it was left ambiguous and Lori was sitting there bleeding michael was hurt then michael was gone the original test screening ending and then it ended what will really really fucked up is what if none of these are right what if Lori doesn't kill michael what if michael doesn't kill Lori? what if they don't die together but what if they're both sitting there a tree across from each other or across the room from each other bleeding out and the movie ends i think that will be highly disappointing yeah for a that, lot of that, people. That, that's a terrible idea that's that's so bad that's like the that that's like the ending of the thing 
Yeah. And I they're both like not trusting each other. I mean, that's been done before. If John yeah. Carpenter allowed that, do it. it's like, hey, dude, you literally just copied the plot ending for the thing with Kurt Russell and uh, right. and Keith David. You I really hope, just copied I, that. I, I, copied I think it. that they're smart enough not to do that, especially after the test screening. But it is it is a fourth possibility that's not mentioned here. I, I think ambiguous. that. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think that, that's too. Yikes, on, I mean, that's, that's literally awesome. copying. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I feel like, do I? I think it's. If, we're all we're all speculating and, and we're all sitting back here jacking our meats and eating popcorn talking about Lori Strode being in Halloween Kills and how badass she is. How do you know that she's not in it for fucking 35 minutes and then she gets fucking offed? Yeah. And then they want to move the film around that, uh, Andy Matichak and yeah. her, her mother and go from there it's because a that's a very strong possibility. And you know what? The more I think about it, the more I'm thinking that's going to happen. Yeah. Because, look, I, I'm not talking about the recent Instagram um and that's awesome that Jamie Lee Curtis actually commented on our Instagram post. Uh, I'm not saying that she did, you know, that she outed anything. I'm just talking about speculation alone. Um, it's very likely that the studio are thinking, hey, you know what? It'd be really cool. Lori Strode's awesome. If we give them a great death scene with Michael and she goes out like a champion and she tries yeah. to take down Michael and she hurts him. And she did in the first one. She blew his fucking fingers off. But yeah. in this one, like, you know, I don't know. She does something else. Then kill her off and then have the movie focus and turn with Annie Matichek and her mom yeah. and then continue. And then the flashback sequence happens in the third one. Mm. Um, it's fascinating. I, I'm just, I don't know. It's provocative. It gets the people going. I think the fun thing is, and what tells you that they're doing this trilogy right so far is that we don't know. Lori could kill Michael. Uh, uh, Michael could kill Lori. He could kill her in kills. He could kill her in ends. Yeah. They could die together. Maybe it's ambiguous. Who the fuck knows? All that's know why. Is that, that, that but that's why it's great because yeah. that's why. That's, what that's why as, how, as Halloween fans, you don't know. Like yeah. if you watch back in the day, you know Lori Strode's going to survive. You know Jamie is going to survive. Or you know uh, Daniel Harris. You know those yeah. characters are going to make it. But where it's a bookended trilogy, you know it's got to end. Yeah. So. Well, that's why I was so when you watch Curse of Michael Myers, Halloween six, that was the first time you're like, what? They took they took Jamie and yeah. they fucking killed her early on. And you're like, anything can happen. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Last yeah. super chat of the night as we as we walk off home run this bitch. Andre Martinez says, I dress up as a girl and I punch myself in the face. Seems, so yeah. do we all. That sounds like a Goosebumps novel. What's new? I'm going to do that tonight as soon as we get done here. That sounds like R.L. Stein <laughs> title. I dress myself up as a girl and I punch myself to hurt me. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you all for spending your Friday night with us. We'll be back Wednesday night with another live stream. Plenty of videos in between now and then filmed in person together. We love you all so much. Thanks for hanging out with us See tonight. you guys. Good night and get fucking crazy. Even if it's sober, drink some fucking V8. Good night. I thought you say vegan juice. Vegan juice. Say that again and I'll gut you like a fish. Gut you like a fish if you say that again. Say that again and I'll gut you like a fish. Gut you like a fish if you say that again. Like to cut them, like to choke them, like to hold them. Young and old ones, Sydney Prescott's my older one. Oh yeah, like to wear white masks in the night.